Thanks for listening to another episode of SNTR Presents. If you want to support this podcast directly, you can go to anchor.fm slash SNTR Presents to support it with a paid membership. You can do the same thing on my main channel at SNTRlive.com where all the videos get posted. As always, enjoy the episode. And on the video, if you're looking for my talk about Elden Ring easy mode debate, I will put a timestamp below when I go through my thoughts. I always do a rundown. It's written. You can see all the different sections here. I do that later in the show, and there's always a timestamp for that. If you want to catch the actual debate, though, I'm sure we'll be getting into this in the early parts of the stream. We use timestamps for when the show actually starts after this intro. We use a timestamp for that as well as our micro gaming news segments. You can use those. Be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button if you like this kind of content. If you've been looking for a live stream to hang out in, this is a safer work one. I do it Monday through Friday and in the afternoons we do gameplay so you get a nice mix of different kinds of content. So that's what's on the docket for today, but yesterday we did have uh, a pretty good conversation about Sea of Thieves A Pirate's Life. Now, the day before we did the whole PvP PvE mode debate, but yesterday I wanted to do a video, you can see it over there before you play. I did the first two tall tales and then you know, wanted to let people know, here are some of the things that can happen. It is a little rough around the edges. There are some glitches, there are some bugs, there's a variety of things that can happen that might make your experience in Pirate's Life a little frustrating. And so we ultimately came to the conclusion that they're going to have to push out some fixes and that Pirate's Life you know, expansion is such a great step in the right direction for Sea of Thieves. The official Sea of Thieves Twitter has sent out a tweet saying they're hearing feedback on all the various issues that are happening and they are pushing out a hotfix soon to address some of those things that have been happening. There are some some weird soft locks or weird bugs that can happen. Also, you're not really supposed to be getting instance with people, but I did in my second tall tale. So, if you're interested in what I have to say, you can watch that. There's a timestamp for my actual section. I go through the good and the bad and the promising, and then that also has been uploaded to the Shorts channel. So, sntrshorts.com, or you can just look up sntrshorts, uh, or use the Shorts command in chat. That is a great channel. If you prefer shorter uploads or all the different gaming news things that we cover, we appreciate everybody that has been supporting that channel. Then we obviously jumped back into more Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, gameplay uh, we wanted to you know jump back into another tall tale it took me about an hour and 40 minutes hour and a half or so to do the third tall tale by myself I actually really enjoyed it they do continue to really struggle a little bit with sort of letting you know what you're supposed to do it is a little aimless so you might find yourself doing things that you shouldn't do uh, just a little tip about the third tall tale you're gonna go through the big glowing smoky rock You're going to go through very slowly. I I don't know if this is because they want to give themselves plenty of time to get you your own instance or what, but you go through very slowly once again that area with all the boats moving very slowly and nothing really happens other than a little bit of dialogue, which isn't really dialogue. It's just sort of pre-recorded narrative stuff like from the guy that does the ride at Disney. And then once you get through that, your boat is going to be sort of aimed at a shore but you're not supposed to park the boat and get out like you did the last time this time just sort of follow the river with your boat you're going to need it and again that was something that 
I only realized because someone in chat told me. I would not have known that. I got out of the boat and I was following Jack Sparrow's compass and it seemed like, oh, I'm supposed to get out and get on land. I mean, it was literally, it pointed it toward a shoreline. I jumped out on the like a rock and then I was just running around. So take that tip if you're continuing to do those tall tales. And again, hopefully they can smooth some of these edges out because it does seem like a really, really good place to take Sea of Thieves with the uh, Pirates of the Caribbean with the Pirates of the Caribbean combination. So, last night, my short video, uh, I shouldn't have to say this. I, we, we shouldn't have to even have this debate about Easy Mode and Elden Ring, but I wanted to try this out. I wanted to continue to try out to periodically have a debate topic in the thumbnail and, and see, you know, what kind, of, uh, what kind of a great conversation we could have. The last time we tried this, it was the Breath of the Wild durability weapons debate, and it didn't go over that well. The, the main audience really didn't show up, which played in their favor. They were trying to make me sort of frazzled and frustrated, and it ended up working out. So, we're going to periodically do this. We're just going to take a topic and make that the daily thing that we're doing. Hopefully, you guys uh, continue to tune in and, and support and, and enjoy the show, regardless of what we're talking about. We are doing variety gaming news coverage, but some of our best shows are when we just take a topic and really have at it and have a nice debate and discussion. So when you see those thumbnails and you see those topics coming up, even if it's about a game that doesn't interest you, always remember some of our, I think some of our best shows are when uh, we're not agreeing on certain things. And that is really the goal today. Now that's not the only thing we're going to be doing today. You can see there Elden Ring easy mode debate. You're in that stream right now if you clicked on it, but also I did get a code for Dark Alliance. We will be doing Dark Alliance gameplay today. I know everybody is saying this game is terrible. It's got all kinds of problems. Uh, They have said they're trying to work on some of the things that, you know, that people are, uh, you know, upset about or disappointed in. Apparently, this game is very rough around the edges, but they did provide me with a code. And there's these sites where you can get codes and do coverage And then the more coverage you do, the more credit you get, and then you can start to get, you know, early access and different things like that. So I'm not going to pull my punches. I'm not going to hold back in my criticism. You guys know me. Even if I get a code or even if something is sponsored, I have always been honest in my coverage of games. I did plenty of sponsored streams in the past where I was like, this game's just not for me or this game has significant problems. This is not a sponsored stream, by the way. They're not paying me to play it. They just provided me with the code. So... That will be this afternoon. We will head over to gaming again for another viewer request, Spider-Man Remastered on the PlayStation 5. I'm actually really looking forward to that. I always wanted that original Spider-Man game to run at higher FPS and higher performance. I was pretty disappointed. I bought the PlayStation 4 Pro Spider-Man Collector's Edition, and it did virtually nothing for that game's performance, which was a bit of a bummer because it's a beautiful game, but the 30 FPS always was sort of giving me headaches. The same thing happened with God of War. So... We'll be diving into that today. We have a couple more requests as well. A Thief remake, I think, is one of them. Uh, And the other one is escaping my memory. It might be Jump King, which that is going to be a disaster, I'm sure. So, later in the day, we will obviously get to this, my my actual thoughts on how they could address accessibility in games like this, because I do think that's one of the reasons people ask for an easy mode, is like, man, I'd love to just try the game out, but I just can't. I've got an idea on how they could do that without actually doing an easy mode. It'll probably never happen because of the way From Software works, but it is something that I think would be worth discussing. 
As far as micro gaming news topics go, Dragon Age 4 information has emerged and it has to do with the PlayStation Store and potentially with EA Play in July, so we'll be walking through those details. Aliens Fireteam Elite is the official title for that game now, and we have a launch date. This is clearly, I think, very much related to Rainbow Six Extraction. The first time I saw Rainbow Six Extraction, I was like, that's going to be a problem for Aliens Fireteam Elite. They better launch soon. I'm, I'm, I'm worried that this is a rushed launch date. We'll walk through the details of when it's launching, and we can discuss why I think this game might have gotten its launch date bumped in response to Rainbow Six Extraction, but we'll have to wait and see how it ends up playing out, because I think it looks like a pretty fun party game, pretty fun sort of classic co-op game, but I don't know about it getting launched so soon. Forspoken is right on, you know, the horizon out there in 2022, if it even lands in 2022. Uh, This one looks incredible, and some very interesting comments from the developer about what they're aiming to do with this open-world game. It's absolutely breathtaking. Whenever I do that segment, I'll be sure to have the, the gameplay footage playing next to me so you can see it. It looks really, really good. And then obviously this morning, the Elden Ring easy mode debate. I'm hoping that there are some really good thoughts this morning. I want some people to get here and really take up the banner for easy mode or for difficulty settings in a game like this. I think it'd be interesting to hear from people that really are taking up that mantle. Most of the time it comes from journalists or game reviewers or bloggers who would just like to play the game and review it as fast as possible. So not many people that actually play these games are going to agree with the sentimentality. Uh, There are a variety of ways to support the stream. Obviously, I put this up at the beginning, RageousRoast.com, if you want to support with the coffee. But we also have our own merch. Now, that merch is going to change. As you see, we donned a new logo. We will discuss that a little bit this morning about why we have switched that logo and why we're putting everything under the SNTR banner. It just makes more sense for a lot of reasons that I'll spell out for you. So we may end up with some merch to showcase. We've got the joystick, the microphone, and now we've got the logo that is obviously uh, inspired by my appearance. And so that will probably change very soon. The join command is there in case the join button's not showing up. You can use that join command. If you would like to become a paying member, we have five tiers Uh, And that is a great way to support the show monetarily. Literally one of the best ways to support, though, is just be here every morning. I know we cover a lot of different topics, but even if you come hang out for 30 minutes or an hour in the morning and say, hey, you know what, it's not my cup of tea or this isn't really a topic for me. But if you show up in those mornings just to kind of get us started and say good morning to everybody, that's a huge help. A lot of the times, the first 30 or 40 minutes of the show, we're talking about all kind of different things anyway. So if you come in and make that your morning ritual, it is super, super helpful to me. The the shirt command will obviously take you to the Superman collection over at 80s Tees. Uh, This is one of the great shirts they have there. You can use code LONO for 30% off any of the shirts over there, and they've got some great collections. Discord's open to everybody. You don't have to be a paying member to use Discord. You do get increased access if you are a paying member, so be sure to hang out in there if you are one. You can use the tip command or super chat, the little button at the bottom of the chat if you'd like to send me a tip. Poll command is going to get retired because we do the polls in chat now, so thank you to everybody who has been taking the in-chat polls. We greatly appreciate that. That has been a really, really fun way to get a very fast snapshot of what chat thinks about something without sending everybody out of the stream. Because it's always a bit of a bummer to be like, hey, you got to leave the stream uh, if you want to go take 
our poll. So those are all the ways you can support the stream, either if you want to make a purchase a tip or become a member. But again, seriously, when you make it your morning ritual and you guys are here in the morning smashing the like button, we greatly appreciate it. I'm already looking at starting numbers and I can tell we have chosen a topic that isn't going to land on the core audience. So that might mean we meet a lot of new people today. And when that happens, let's be welcoming and awesome and let's show them just how fun our community is. I mean, obviously, every time we have debates and we have discussions, one of the favorite things about it, one of my favorite things about it is everybody is very kind and very respectful. Uh, we don't get into big name-calling stuff. So and I, I think that's a, that's a rarity these days in online uh, discussions and debates. So I record these little intros so I can go get my coffee and get my morning started. So if you're here right now, man, get those likes going, pump those numbers up. I'll see you in just a moment live on the microphone for a great, great morning and some great discussions. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Thank you guys for being here right at the start. I know I know this is a little bit of a different subject, topic, or game. Maybe a little maybe it's a little outside of your wheelhouse, but I, I firmly believe these debate, you know, topics and structures can be a great, great regular featured piece of content on the channel. So if you're new if you're new, we're probably going to kick off the poll right away. Yeah, I agree with Butters. I think we need to get things going. I need to, we need to get things going because I, I with, this is something that I'm passionate about. I am passionate about seeing something that, that you know a lot of people are weighing in on. A lot of people are weighing in on the weapon durability in Breath of the Wild, and a lot of people have been weighing in on the oh that needs updated. A lot of people have been weighing in on. Uh, the various sort of uh, you know difficulty options or lack of options in the uh, you know in the in a game like Elden Ring and for me I, I I think it's a fun debate because I am somebody who has dramatically shifted in what I think about a lot of these games I I still am not going to be playing them and completing them anytime soon now that is something. Uh, that I would like uh, I would like to change that is something that I would like to change I would like to get to a place where you know I am completing them uh, intermission slide 3 with a 2 next to it needs to come out of there there we go uh, I would like to get to a place where I complete these games and actually play them all the way through uh, that is something that I think would be enjoyable not just for me but for the audience uh, there, that that's it's not happening anytime soon. I'll, I'll tell you that much right now. <laughs> that's not happening anytime soon. But I will say, I will say that it is something that you know I I would love to uh, start to make a featured thing. Uh, we're thinking about you know we're thinking about doing something pretty regularly with these games as a way uh, to to lead up to Elden Ring because I think Elden Ring could potentially be a really really big game uh, for streaming and for us because there's a lot of from software there's a lot of Dark Souls people here there's a lot of Dark Souls fans out there uh, on YouTube uh, every time we've played a Souls style game whether it was Demon Souls Dark Souls uh, Dark Souls, we played Demon Souls, we played Dark Souls 3, and when we played Sekiro, we got a lot of good response from people. They liked watching me play those types of games. Um, what's good, Feed? I see you in the chat. Dope shirt, thank you. 
I said this the other day, you make an easy mode in Souls and it's no longer a Souls game. Yeah, I want to see just how slanted uh, the poll ends up being. Elden Ring, should it add an easy mode? Yes or no? We're, we're just going to see... Ju- I just want to see just how slanted should it add an easy mode. Ask your community. We want that poll in there right from the start. Um, right from the starts because we're probably going to get a lot of people in here that have never been here before Uh, I don't really cover or play these types of games so it will likely bring in a lot of new viewers so if you did click this off of a suggested uh, suggested or a search uh, we appreciate you being here this morning with us uh, and we appreciate anybody who clicked off of their YouTube subscribe notification or the homepage or whatever. So we appreciate all the people. So vote on that poll. I want to see just how split the audience ends up becoming on this. Because listen, there are people that think, no, you, you need to make your game accessible. You need to make your game something uh, that I can play. Give me one second. I just realized I need to do something very quickly uh, for later today realizing that I need to get a couple of games installed if we're actually going to be playing them later. Uh, We are going to be playing. I know people are going to be like, why on earth are you going to be playing that? It's gotten so many uh, bad reviews. um, And listen, I know know people are going to be confused by this, but uh, when we get a code uh, from... Uh, you know, from a company for a game and it's on a site that tracks coverage, we should receive the code and we should play the game. And so we will be playing Dark Alliance, okay? I understand the game has bad reviews. I understand people, you know, are are going to be maybe a little bit confused by why that is. Uh, you know, why are you playing that game? Blah, 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 whatever. Um, my main issue is that I, I, the real reason that I didn't want to play it is because I did not want to dogpile, okay? I don't want to dogpile on a game. I, I don't think that any, I don't think that that's worth doing. I, I don't think that that is, you know, kind or, or worth our trouble. Wow, it's a freaking big game. Um, 32 gig, really? Holy moly. Uh, that was the main reason that I wasn't going to play it is because I just I just didn't want to dogpile. I thought, man, this game, I thought it looked good whenever I first saw gameplay, and then obviously everybody playing it has been giving it really really low scores, and so for me it was sort of like, oh, pff, well, I guess we'll just skip over that one. So uh, we are going to have the easy mode debate first. I want to hear from people if you're a fan of Souls games. Um, if you're a fan of Souls games, if you're a fan of, uh, you know, the, the, the From Software, you know, games, I want to know, you know, is this is this something that you're passionate about? Now, as far as Spider-Man, yeah, remastered, okay, yeah, download. I was going to say, I think they just gave it to me, which is kind of funny, because I have the disc for Spider-Man and a PlayStation 4 Pro I could give to somebody. I'm kind of surprised they're doing that. I had the physical version of Spider-Man. Um, they're likely going to bark at me, though. I'm probably going to have to uninstall something uh, that is installed. Um, Horizon Zero Dawn. Manage game content. There is no game content that you can install. It's telling me it's installed, but I guess it's not. Okay. Um, that is really, really weird. Um, 
I'm you know what's funny I'm running out of space I'm running out of space on my uh, on my PlayStation 5 <laughs> I'm running out of space chat I am running running out of space uh, let me get the download pulled up here there we go well we are uh, we're in we're in bad shape we're in bad shape I made uh, I made a tactical error and did I should have installed that stuff last night so hopefully the speed picks up okay let's get back to the main screen here if you're new and tuning in this morning make sure you're subscribed if you want to talk in chat and weigh in on this discussion make sure and vote on the poll in chat uh, already seeing a good portion of people saying yes 27% are saying it should add an easy mode uh, so weigh in on that uh, I missed quad did a tip and said say yes to logo thank you quad for that and I'm seeing a brand new subscriber subscribing is free so thanks to those who end up clicking that and joining our great community here we really really appreciate it so um, you know th- this this debate centers around a lot of different things and this is something that I've always been very passionate about which is accessibility right and accessibility can only go so far and that is something that we're going to get into in my in my talk so later when we walk through my talk i'm going to talk about accessibility is not always the answer a doorway not dilution and not your game i i do want to talk about how maybe they could create doorways into their game without diluting them but not necessarily going in and adding difficulty options or or easy modes right um you're just telling me to go away. That's not a good enough argument because all I have to confer uh, it is stay in your face. What's the debate? Souls games are about patience, strategic strategy, and nerve. Um, then go play another game. So I want to see what Sean said. Hang on, hang on. So Sean says, how does adding an easy mode take away from making the core game? Every other game has easy modes and they do just fine. Yeah. This is this is one of the core elements of the discussion, right? Other games do it. I don't understand what the big deal is. Not my game. I've got anger issues. There are certainly people that just can't play these games. I am one of these people. I can play them for a little bit. I can beat a couple of bosses, and then I hit a wall. Everybody has a wall. For me, it was Madame Butterfly in Sekiro. It was the Tower Knight in Demon Souls, and it was the tree in Dark Souls 3. I just hit a wall, I hit a couple of fails, and then I'm like, I don't want to go back, right? And and I, I don't necessarily think for me it's about, oh man, I don't like failing, I don't want to go back. It's that I, I know how punishing it's going to be. All it takes is a couple of times where you lose all your souls and you kind of feel, you know, you feel a little demoralized. It's not about like, oh, I expect to beat every boss on the first try. It's more about the fact that you, the punishing nature, the retreading, the going back through certain areas. You know that is that can sort of wear, uh, wear me down. You know, the game is not hard; it's a perception. The game is already easy; it doesn't need one. As I said, it's all about patience, strategy, and nerve. That's what makes it different. With respect, with respect. To say that from software games aren't hard and that they're that they're that it's a, it's a matter of perception and that the game is already easy, I don't even think they would agree with that, right? I don't even think they would agree with that. They would say, "No, our game is hard. Our game's not easy." Are you kidding me? Like, it, 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 you're essentially saying lifting 350 pounds is not hard. It's all about perception. It's just patience, strategy, and nerve. And it's like, 
Well, no, you got to build up. You can't just jump in and start bench pressing 300 pounds, you know. But I think what Eugene is saying is so important, and this is a bit of an answer to what Sean asked. You know, Sean asked the question. These games are tailored and fine-tuned to the difficulty. Every element of the fight from the enemy's speed to how quickly they can attack you to their visual to their visual cues, their audio cues, you know, that all of those things are built from the ground up. And if you suddenly click on easy mode and you make them do less damage or you make yourself take less damage, the actual fight itself breaks down. You know what I mean? It breaks down. It's like they they built this from the ground up. That tree fight is intended to go the way that it went when I played it, you know? They're only easy with lots of experience, so saying they're easy is an oxymoron. I find them easy now that I've played all of them, and Elden Ring will probably be not too hard for me. Yeah, if you're an experienced Souls player, I, I've, I've, I have a feeling. A lot of new subs this morning. Thank you for clicking sub. Feel free to weigh in on the subject here. Uh, chime in in chat. We appreciate all the new folks. Uh, and be sure to vote on our poll. Uh, about a 75-25 split on should they add an easy mode to Elden Ring. If you want easy mode, play with a bud. That is true. That is true. Elden Ring is going to give you the option to play with other people. And that uh, that is that is a significant way of lowering the difficulty. Um, here's a long uh, yes to easy mode, says Butters. I think there needs to be an easy mode. I played Dark Souls 3 and Bloodborne. I've beaten zero. I love the games, but I find myself unable to continue after five to ten deaths. I find myself on YouTube looking up lore rather than doing it myself because I don't have the patience for these games after that many deaths. I would like an easy mode, maybe not off the bat. I think a good way to do this would be to offer an option after a certain amount of time to turn down the difficulty till you get through that part. Meaning the next box you find... I mean, I, I, I just don't think that works, Butters. Number one, you could just go in and throw and let the boss beat you four or five or six or whatever it is, like seven or eight times, and then be like, all right, now easy mode is going to get turned on. The other thing is, then you and I didn't beat the same boss. We didn't beat the same boss. If you if you beat the tree and you died 15 times, 20 times, whatever the limit is, let's say the limit is 20 deaths, and you died 20 times, and then easy mode gets turned on, and you beat the tree... And I beat the tree after like eight deaths because I just figure it out and I, I get in a groove, right? Maybe I beat it after eight deaths. Well, I have a lot of pride about that, don't I? I'm like, yeah, dude. Holy moly. This guy's tough, right? This guy is hard. And I, I got him on my ninth try. I died eight times. got him on my ninth try. And you're like, well, I got him on my, se- on my 22nd try, but they made it easier for me. Well, we didn't even fight the same boss then. Does that make sense? There's a pop-up option that asks you. Yeah, I don't think that should be a thing. I am, just so we're clear, I am strongly against any form of an easy mode in Elden Ring, Dark Souls, or Sekiro, or Demon Souls. And do you want to know something? I've played three of them, and I've not gotten very far. And I've just accepted the fact that this game is not for me, dot, 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 yet. Yet I wanna I wanna get to a place where these are games I can play. I'd love to get to a place where I have the endurance and the patience to press on. Couple more subs, clicking the sub button. Thank you guys for clicking the sub button. Be sure to weigh in in chat. We want to hear from you. Vote and then type out a comment. We want to hear your reasoning 
behind why you think yes or no to the easy mode question. You can say this for any game. Beating any boss on hard versus easy is a different experience, but it allows a wider audience to play. Yeah, but the thing that you're forgetting, Toaster, is these games are designed... They don't think in the realm of easy, normal, and hard. It's like, no, this is literally the fight. This is it. If you tone any of it down, the fight will change. Do you know what I'm saying? Imagine go when my kids play Ratchet and Clank on the easiest setting, okay? There are so many things they can do that you can't do if you turn the difficulty up. You can face tank. You can be ridiculously aggressive. You can be lead-footed. You can be kind of a dum-dum. You can just kind of play and turn your brain off. Why? They're seven and five years old. So I let them play. They have a ball. They have a blast. You got to think of how much would change in a fight in Dark Souls or Elden Ring where you knew I can take twice as many hits now. I can play reckless. I can play super aggressive. I can be, if you are a Souls player, you know when you're greedy. Because when you get greedy, you get dead. That is like a thing in these games. When you get greedy, you get dead. You go in for the extra hits, you go in for the extra damage, and you get your head taken off, right? Deservedly so. You you misread the cue, or you ignore the cue. Your drive for damage makes you ignore the visual cue that here comes the damage, and you ignore it, right? If you suddenly have easy mode... Well, then you could play greedily. You could play aggressive. And then all the finesse, all the artistry, all the love they've poured in the game, it doesn't It doesn't play the same. It doesn't play the same. You can just play greedy. You can just face tank. Greedy is why I could not get past Cleric Beast and Bloodborne for the longest time. You have to take that. You have to basically take your lumps and say, I am not going for the extra hit. I know I've got to do this almost every time or it's going to come back to bite me. That's one of the hardest things to do in these games. That's one of the hardest things to do is to accept that sometimes you got to be tap, tap, get out of there. Tap, tap, get out of there. Out of there, out of there, out of there, out of there. Tap, tap, out of there. Sometimes you just have to really, really play the patience game. It's a huge aspect of these games and that goes away if there's an easy mode because then you can completely play the game differently <clears throat> right what's good hex not only that not only that there's even more to it than that there's even more to it than that these are some of the rarest games in existence there's not a lot of games like this now they're growing in popularity right they're growing in popularity soul styles games are growing in popularity they are they are but there is something special about a game that there's there's an intangible there's an intangible requirement to beat it, right? There's an intangible requirement. You gotta have patience and endurance, and that's where I get off the train. The shirt's amazing. Thank you. The Souls games are not about finishing; they are about the journey of learning mechanics. A lot, yeah, a lot of people would say that. So. I get off the I get off the chair I get off the train. Right? I get off the train. I'm like, I I, I don't wanna be I don't wanna be here. I really wanna play chess. I can use the rules of checkers. Paul just took from my video. Are you are you hacking into our website? Alright. I'm gonna give you guys a sneak peek into my video, okay? Imagine asking the game of chess to allow the pieces to move like checkers 
simply because you wanted to make chess more accessible to your son or daughter. The truth is, they wouldn't be playing chess. They would be playing some strange, diluted version of it. Do you understand? I gave this example the other day. Maybe that's why it's rattling around in your head, Paul. I did. I made. I did. I used chess the other day in this debate when it came up. It was about three or four days ago. Imagine doing that. You're like, I want to make chess more accessible for my son or daughter, so I'm going to let them move the pieces like it's checkers. When you do that, the truth is they are no longer playing chess. They are playing some strange, diluted version of chess. If I let you, if I let you turn on easy mode in in Dark Souls 3, if I gave you a mod, you are not playing Dark Souls 3. You are playing some diluted version of it. You're playing another version of the game. You're not playing the game that they designed. You aren't. And they have every right to say, this is the game we're making. If you make a board game and you set up all the rules of the board game and you're like, this is how the game is going to run. And I come in the room and say, yeah, but I want to roll two dice instead of one. I want to roll two dice instead of one die. It takes too long. The game is too slow. And you're going to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. I built this game from the ground up to use one die so that the game's paced and speed and progression is all built around that. And if you use two dice, it's going to throw the whole game off. Like, play backgammon with somebody and use four dice instead of two. It's going to throw the entire game off, right? You're changing the fundamentals of the game. And in this particular situation, From Software is like, we're not worried about being accessible. The game is dadgum hard. That's it. I don't think they care that deeply. They just get through the game. It's their fault if they miss out on the best experience of the game. Well, I don't know what you're responding to. Sean says, I get the artist expression argument, but here is the thing. This isn't just an art form, it's also a business, and the goal of business is to make money. They're leaving money on the table here. Not necessarily, Sean, no. Think of, think of it this way, Sean. When you go to the board game aisle at Target, okay? When you go to the board game aisle at Target, there are games like Operation. Extremely simplistic and fun, and it's made for children. Then, there are games like Settlers of Catan. Can you imagine me trying to teach my children? They're five and seven. Imagine trying to teach them how to play Settlers of Catan. They wouldn't get it. Why? It's not made for them. It's not made for them. It isn't. It's 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 a game that is far more complex and far more in depth. It's not made for them. Okay. Now, that's not even a question of intelligence. Somebody might walk down that aisle and be like, dude, I'm just looking for a fun card game like Uno or Phase 10. I'm not looking for Catan, okay? Now, somebody might say, Sellers of Catan should really simplify its game and have multiple modes and have like a really laid back mode where you don't do anything. You just like roll dice and you randomly distribute, you know, the resources or whatever. And somebody would say, but that's not Settlers of Catan. You just don't want to play Settlers, Okay. And, and someone was saying, well, they would sell way more Settlers of Catan if they did that, if they added that mode, if they made it more accessible. And someone would say, not necessarily. They might lose their identity. It might not be considered the same game anymore. They might lose their fan base. People that are really looking for Settlers are going to be like, well, this isn't the same game. This is a completely different game. 
What do you know about good old Settlers of Catan? I know that every time I play it, my younger brother wins, and I hate him for it. <laughs> do you see? Do you see? They're not setting out to sell Elden Ring to everybody. If you're looking for Uno, they're not making that. This is not the game for you. They didn't make Uno. This isn't for you. Nope. Uh uh-uh. uh. You're looking for Uno. This is an Uno, right? You're you're looking for you're looking for euchre and they're wanting to play poker. It's a complete it's you see what I'm saying? They're not trying to sell to you. They aren't. It's not part of their business. I get what you're saying, but that's a board game. This is a video game and has the option of being both games at the same time. But you just made the fatal mistake, Sean. It doesn't. Number one, they'd have to spend more time developing these fights around difficulty spectrum. Because when you design a fight around one difficulty spectrum, you can do all sorts of things with that fight that break down if you make it harder or easier. Does that make sense? So no, it's it's not that simple. And there's not a lot of difference between board games and video games. The first video games were board games, right? Dungeons and Dragons. Like this was the beginning of the idea of playing games with people that had all sorts of rule sets and breaking the rules breaks the game. When you play Dungeons and Dragons with your friends, you you agree to a set of rules and if you start changing those rules and the game the game becomes something else. What they want to do is they want to sell to an audience that loves these games. You have to understand something. It took stones, okay? It took guts to make a game like this and it worked they have carved out something that is special it's unique there's nothing like it out there now there are other games now coming out that are just that are obviously taking tons of inspiration from souls whether it's salt and sanctuary as a side scroller or any of those other any of those other platformers that are called souls-esque games it's become a thing now People are like, give me a game that's going to kick my teeth in and I don't want any, we don't want easy mode, normal mode. No, I want, that's just what I want. I want a game and I want it to be Souls. You're never going to, you're never going to win them over with the idea of, well, you could make more money. You could make more money. You're never going to win them over. They're going to be like, we don't care. This is what we want to design. This is what we want to create. It's like somebody creating a really thoughtful in-depth documentary and you're like yeah if you threw in a couple celebrity actors and some special effects you'd probably you would probably appeal to more people and they'd be like but that's not what we want to do we don't want to appeal to more people right you're telling a heavy metal band to have less screaming because it would make it easier for more people to listen to the album and they're like we don't want to do that that we're not trying to appeal to more people we're making a heavy metal album and from software wants to make a heavy metal game. They're like, no, it's heavy metal, man. It's going to kick your teeth in. It's going to be really friggin' hard. No way out. Only forward. But you can't get around it. You can't get under it. You just got to try to push forward. So, here's where there's no way to know if you're right either, Sean. There's no way to know if you're right either. Because they may not have sold as much. Right? They may not have sold as much. Let's say they put you in charge. They're like, this guy Sean's got the right idea. 
He's got the right idea. If we create accessibility lanes into our game, we'll sell more copies. Maybe not. Maybe not. You lose your identity and your soul. Ask Call of Duty what happened when they changed the core elements of their game. All their sales numbers plummeted. They made less money than they were anticipating or projecting based off of previous years. Why? They lost the heart and soul of the game. You start putting in an easy mode, you start putting in an easy mode, and or 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 difficulty options or whatever. Brother, you're gonna lose your soul. I, I got my camera like just in like not the right spot. There we go. I want to be nice and centered. And thank you for all the nice comments about the new logo. We really appreciate it. We really appreciate it. Um. I'll explain my thoughts on that later in the show, why we made that change. I'm going to give you guys another glimpse. Make sure and take the poll if you're new. So many new subs this morning. Thank you guys for subbing. If you've weighed in in the chat and given your thoughts, I appreciate it. I'm trying to catch as many comments as I can. Drive-by light drop. Thank you, Heartless. If it's not your cup of tea, don't drink it. That's right. If it's not your peach, don't eat it. Or something like that. I want to make sure I'm scrolling back up to make sure I didn't miss anything Uh, Pedro said Returnal so far is my game of the year thanks to the challenging aspect yeah Zelda here said I think the difficulty is fine it's just people are too quick to give up instead of asking someone for help or trying different weapons or different builds Um, the game uh, different builds you give up the game doesn't learn how to roll that's right that's right Zelda here Now, I am in a particularly privileged position because the few times I have played these games, people in chat are able to be like, homie, you gotta do this, 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 and this, it's gonna change your life, right? Take your clothes off. If it's not your joystick, well, that's not quite the same, Heartless. That's different. Yeah, we're nearing 50k subs. That's, That's a huge milestone for the channel. If you haven't smashed the like button yet, please do that. If you're new and you've never been here before, this is what we do. Monday through Friday, you're watching right now, SNTR Presents. It's the main show. It's a talk show. We pick a subject. We hash it out. I have other gaming news things we're going to be covering this morning as well, but this is what we do. And then in the afternoon, we play a game, okay? So today, we're debating Elden Elden Ring Easy Mode Debate. And then we have information about Dragon Age info, Aliens Fireteam Elite has a release date now, and Forspoken, the developer, has some comments. We'll be looking at that stuff a little bit later. <clears throat> You'd have had a better time with Pyromancer as your starter. People get seduced by the sword and board. Oh, really? Dig the new logo. When you grow out your hair, it can drape around the words. <laughs> I don't think I'm ever going back to the long hair. Let's take a look at these poll results. 400 people have voted on the poll. 76% are saying no, there should not be an easy mode. 24% have said yes. We've got some really dope people in chat right now that have been weighing in on the, hey, we think that there should be an easy mode. If you're one of the people that clicked on this video because it was suggested, uh, thank you for being here. We appreciate you very, very much hanging out. If you want to click subscribe, that way you can talk in my chat. You have to wait one minute. We do that because it stops all the spam bots and the, and, the, and the haters, okay? 
So, so if you click subscribe, you wait one minute, you can start chiming in in chat. I'll do my best to read as much as I can from people chiming in in the chat. Would love to hear from the people in chat as to why they said, you know, 20, 24% have said, hey, add an easy mode, you know, 24%. Flinging fireballs makes the early game so much easier, and who doesn't love throwing fire? Well, I love throwing fire, dude. Come on, let's throw some fire, you know? <clears throat> no easy mode ever, says Marco Van Basten. Yo, good morning, Demetrius. How are you? you Got to make sure the argument isn't about accessibility. Your game can be accessible for those with disabilities, but it doesn't have to be easy. Accessibility is a word that has a lot of different ways of being used, though. So when I talk about accessibility, I am not a ta- I'm not talking about motor function accessibility. That's not what I'm talking about. Or or colorblind accessibility. I'm not using the word in that way. Accessibility can 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 mean other things. A lot of the times, at least when I've used it in the in over the years whenever I've covered games, I'm talking about creating inroads to the game so that it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel gatekept, if that makes sense. Make the game accessible to a newcomer. That you can use you can use it in a lot of different ways. Marcus says, I'm for the artist argument. Okay, okay. I think the game is designed as intended, says Unholy Monk. If they don't want to make it easy, then so be it. Remember, words are not allowed to have more than one meaning. That's right. I voted no, says Iron Man. I cannot, for the life of me, get into those games. Unfortunate, because my brother loves it. Uh, but it's just not my type of game, and that's okay. I can't be good at everything. I appreciate that attitude. Coyote with a five spot. What are people wanting to get out of an easy mode? Just curious. They want to enjoy the game. They want to enjoy the game. Listen, I'm going to be honest with you. Do you know why people want an easy mode? Because these games are awesome. (laughs) These games are awesome. The fights are epic. The music is incredible. The experience, they're jealous. They're like, dude, I would love to play that game. I can't get past the second boss, or I can't get past the first boss. That's what it comes down to. Look look at De- look at Demon Souls, the remastered version. Look at Dark Souls 3. Look at Sekiro. And try and tell me these games are not very intriguing. They look just so cool. And... Let me, I'm going to give you an example of another game that looks really, really cool, okay? Horizon Zero Dawn looks so cool. And the first time you play it and you take down a big dinosaur and you're getting all the different abilities, it's really fun, isn't it? Now imagine you boot up Horizon Zero Dawn and you can't even make it out of the tutorial. You're like, it's too friggin' hard. I just keep getting killed. Come on! Didn't you guys put an easy mode in here? I want to go and do all those cool things. I want to go and fight dinosaurs. Do you understand? That's what people are saying. They're like, dude, the game looks awesome. I just don't want to get my butt kicked the entire time. That's essentially what people are saying. They want the experience without the effort. In their mind, the effort's not the important part. Experiencing it is. But, but as I said, right... But as I said, they don't want that in their game. I'm just trying to give you a window into why people think this way. They're like, 
dude, that game looks so dope. I want to play that. I want to play against that giant monster, that dragon, that whatever. That would be so, so great. Right? I would love to play that game, but I can't. You know? This is ultimately how I feel when I play a game like Dead Cells or Blade Assault. I feel like, dude, this combat, this art style, it's so satisfying, but it's a rogue, and I can't do it. I can't enjoy it. I would love to be able to experience it and play it at length and get all the things and get all the unlocks, but I'm like, I just can't enjoy it. It's not my cup of tea. Team Ninja, makers of Neo, added difficulty options in their FF Origin game. In that case, I get it because it needed to appeal to FF fans as well, but in general, easy mode should not exist. I wanted to give my experience, uh, says Piotr, I'm not sure how to say your name, Piotr. I never played the hard game before Dark Souls 1. I wanted to play it because of how great it looked, and I needed to struggle, but then I loved the experience. Right. There's a reason, there's a reason that fans of the franchise are like, you just gotta keep going. You just gotta keep going. Now, I'm gonna let you guys, I'm gonna give you guys a little glimpse into my talk. Alright, you want a glimpse into my talk? Thank you for being here, thank you for rolling the likes over to 200. Let let me give you a glimpse into my talk. Alright, let's talk about a doorway and not dilution. Okay? Let me throw this out there. Let me throw this out there. Okay? I think if you want to try to bridge the gap between people that feel like the door's not even open, they can't even try the game, and they might become a fan, okay? Consider, consider yourself before you were a fan, alright? Remember your anger and your frustration. Remember when you almost gave up. I want you to remember that version of yourself. Don't, don't be all high and mighty here, okay? Don't be all high and mighty. I think something like a simple play the first bosses, like one or two, maybe three, one or two bosses, in sort of this, it's not the true game, it's a trial mode, where the difficulty or the damage or your health or whatever, there, it, there, it's light, it's nerfed significantly, okay? It's just to let you essentially get your foot in the door. Now, this might make you say, no, I'll never like this game. I don't like the combat. I don't like the flow, whatever. Or it might click for them and be like, I get it. I get it. I know I beat those bosses on the trial, like easy mode. No worries. If they want to play the real full game, they got to start all the way over. But now there's a catalyst for their brain to say, I get it. I want to play more of this. I mean, I'm throwing that idea out there for all you souls heads, all you guys that are like, no, no easy mode, go the way of the, go the way of the, you know, of the struggle or get the frick out, right? The whole, like, just get good, right? The get good me. Everybody needs to learn the hard way. It gets much easier after beating the first time. It's not about learning. It's not about learning. I am simply saying there are people out there that need a doorway or a catalyst into understanding why it's so important the game is so difficult. Does that make sense? You could even have... Think of it this way. You could even have one or two bosses. They're not even in the main game. Oh, I'm sorry. I missed your super chat, Han Solo. 
$5 from Han Solo. Part of the soul of these games is the uh, gratification you get when you finally beat the boss you couldn't before learning the mechanics. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. You could even have, like, two bosses that aren't even in the game. They're just offshoot bosses. If you want to try to figure this game out, if you want to try to get your foot in the door, then go play these guys. They're basically considered the easy bosses. They're not in the main game. They're not in the main story. They're literally there as like a trial, right? Go over here. If you think you can figure this game out, if, if, if you beat these guys and you think, okay, okay, I could probably get better at this game. I probably could get better at this game. And then they go into the main game, right? Do you want to know why they're never going to do that? It's a very simple answer why they're never going to do that. Even though it's my idea and I think it's a pretty good idea, they're never going to do it. It grates against the art. Right? It grates against the art. These games show up and they're mysterious and they're dark and they're disturbing and there's lore and the game is just like good luck good luck here's a couple of like if you press this button or this button this is what happens and then that's it right so for me I I, I, I like my idea I like my idea of like you could give people an inroad to the game you could give people kind of a catalyst to enjoy the game but at the same time Man, it grates against the art. These games are works of art. J. Chris with a 10 spot. My ultra hard experience in Horizon Zero Dawn is not negatively affected by another player who chooses to play at story. So arguing for no easy mode sounds more like gatekeeping. I appreciate the $10 tip. Here is why it's not gatekeeping. This is actually a good discussion to have, okay? Because that's actually a really, really, a really, really good point that J. Chris has made gatekeeping traditionally is used as a pejorative when somebody is saying something like this well you're not a real Star Wars fan if you didn't grow up watching the movies on VHS you're not a real Star Wars fan if you're not and they list all these things right so typically and traditionally that's what gatekeeping looks like Okay, in this game right the tree glitching was uh, uh, out was a work of art. I mean, games have bugs. What are you, you going to do? That doesn't take away from the fact that they're attempting to tell a story and have a very mysterious and dark world that doesn't hold your hand. And having an intro trial would grate against that artistry and grate against the intention of the developers. But here's why it's not gatekeeping. They don't owe you anything. You didn't give them any money. You didn't kickstart their game. They're like, this is the game. Take it or leave it. Right? This is the game. Take it or leave it. You know? And and that's not gatekeeping. That's the game they want to play. Is it gatekeeping if I refuse to let my kids play chess as if it were checkers? No, it's not gatekeeping. I'm like, if you want to play chess, this is how you play chess. As I said in this section right here, imagine ad- asking the game of chess to allow pieces to move like checkers simply because you wanted to make it more accessible to your son or daughter. The truth is, they would not be playing chess. They would be playing some strange, diluted version of it. If, in these games, the way they're designed from the very, very beginning 
if they added an easy mode, you would be diluting it. It wouldn't be Dark Souls. It wouldn't be Bloodborne or Sekiro. It wouldn't be Elden Ring. It would be some weird diluted version. If you could download a mod that turned on an easy mode in those games, you would not be playing the true game. You'd be playing something else. It's that that's that's not gatekeeping they have decided right imagine easy mode in a level based RPG game right you just don't have to level you can just go fight the end game boss right away right how does any of this impact your experience with the game I'm not it's not about my experience it's not about my experience I I'm not arguing that if they added an easy mode it hurts my experience I'm arguing that this is the game they want to make and they don't owe you anything right you see the difference in the argument I have not once indicated this morning because bear in mind homie I've not beaten a single one of these games I tap out brother I tap out I, I don't have what it takes I don't I get stuck, I get in a death rut, and I throw the towel in. I'm like, I'm not cut out for this. I'm not cut out for this. <laughs> I, I have not even beaten these games, and I'm sitting here saying, no, don't add an easy mode. No. These games are too special. They're, they are unique, and in the, in their, they have their own POV, their own identity. Do not add an easy mode. No. What, are you going to go to every Souls game and ask, this to, and ask it to add an easy mode? You're going to go to Salt and Sanctuary and say, can you add an easy mode? No, that's not the game they built. They built a game that is, here's the game. It's tough. Try to beat it. You know what I mean? I, I, gatekeeping the dev from software isn't cool because they don't have an easy mode. Easy mode doesn't necessarily mean more money. I agree with that. We talked about that a little earlier. It doesn't necessarily even mean that they would sell more. They might sell less. Because people are like, well, yeah, that's a you're selling out. That's not the that's not the identity of the game. That doesn't make it appealing. It's, it's there's there's no there's no prestige. There's no triumph now. You just turn on easy mode if you get annoyed. From software will never add an easy mode anywhere. So there's that. They have too much integrity about their games. They sell less. See, you're saying less, and to them. They are a commercial success, so they don't sell less or more. So you're buying in to a Western economist mindset that if you don't maximize sales and profits, you have somehow failed. Go watch the founder and watch what those guys had before they franchised McDonald's and tell me that maximizing sales didn't hurt them, their livelihood, their personhood, and ultimately their business. This this Western like economic like you're you're a good economist if you think that way you have to absolutely maximize sales. Well, I'd, okay, but to them they might say, yeah, we don't care about that. If we are commercially successful, respected as a as a brand, and our games and our games do well, that's all that matters to us. Yo, Fat Steven Seagal beat up man baby, beat up a man baby, Lono. May I have an easy mode for chat? No, you cannot have an easy mode for chat. All the easy mode arguments I have read uh, about 
uh, aren't about able-bodied gamers, but making it accessible to disabled gamers who just want to play these games. Okay, here, this is this is a touchy subject, but with respect to the people who are motor impaired, that is not what this discussion is about. It's not. If I create a rock climbing course, I. I create a rock climbing course and I create it with rock climber aficionados in mind. Really hard. Crazy, crazy grips and crazy, crazy angles. Okay? If you come to me and you say, but what about people who are impaired in some way? I would say, I'm I'm sorry, but that's not the goal or the target of my business. It, it's not my responsibility to ensure I create a rock climbing wall for someone who can't do these hands, these holds, these feet or whatever. Now, don't undersell because somebody might be able to do it. There might be a guy out there it's like, I I was born without legs and I can take on your rock wall, right? You'd have to have maybe a different type of harness or something to enable him to be safe but do you see like if they set out to make a game that's ridiculously hard. You don't get to come in and say, but you should make it easier because there are people who are disabled. No, 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 no. That is, that is not what the discussion is about. That you're high, you are hijacking the discussion. But you could make a rock climbing wall, you just don't want to. No, no, you're misunderstanding the point, Jaggy. If I am setting my sights on ninja warrior training mountain climbing aficionados and that's what my business target audience is is somebody who needs this to be absolutely as challenging as possible and then someone walks into my business and says you should have easy climbing walls because there are people that are disabled I would say with respect and love in my heart they're not my target audience now, if you want to start a business and build mountain climbing stuff and rock climbing stuff for people of varying disabilities, good for you. That's a, that's a noble thing, and that's a good thing. But my target audience, I did market research, I invested a lot of money, I talked to my friends that do mountain climbing. This has all been built for a portion of the public. There is nothing wrong with that. There is absolutely nothing rude or unkind or discriminatory about that. That's my target audience. That is who I am building this for. And when you build Elden Ring, and they're like, this is our target audience. People that just absolutely love games to be as hard as possible, right? There you go. That's what they're making the game for. You walking in the room and saying well hang on a minute what about these people over here it's like that that's not number one that's that's not our responsibility now we can be kind and generous and attempt to work with xbox because they have the 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 controller now for people with impaired motor skills or mobility or people that only maybe have one arm one hand whatever they have that controller now that microsoft worked on to allow people to have access to games that they previously couldn't and that is a noble and a good thing and so they could work and say we're going to do our best to make sure anybody can play our game 
but it's still going to be a ridiculously hard game because that's the game that we set out to make. An easy mode is not the answer to someone who's impaired and has to use a different controller. And, and, dollars to donuts, if you asked a lot of those people, they would say, don't make it easy for me. I'll figure it out. I'll beat your game. Just give me a controller that works for my condition. That's all I need. Don't you make that game easy for me. Don't insult me. Come on. I'll beat your game. Give me time. Give me a controller that I can work with. Sure, I have to sit in a different way in my wheelchair and hold the controller in a different way, but I'm going to beat your game. And I bet you they would. I bet you there are people out there that would set their mind to it and they would beat it. And it, it would, they, they, you don't want the easy mode. go to climbing walls there are different routes marked for different ability levels it's standard you're not listening to me jaggy because you have you're you're grinding an axe listen to what i am saying and analyze what i am saying as opposed to acting as if some mountain like some rock wall climbing business really exists if i decided that all that mattered was that portion of the rock climbing community that's all i wanted that's all i cared about they're my target audience that's what i'm building the walls for okay sure in reality those businesses have rock walls and equipment all across a spectrum of skill level but it's my choice as the business owner to say all that matters to me is the hardcore really crazy aficionados and yes that's a smaller portion of the market that's a smaller niche audience that's a smaller target market but if that's what i'm setting my sights on right i'm i'm totally allowed to do that and you could come in and you could say but if you had other rock walls up more people would come in here if you had easier routes more people would come in here and i would say that's fine that's not my business direction that's not what i want to do that's not what i want to do i am I, this is my target audience so from software sets out on a goal and a mission to make a game in the souls lane that they have literally established for themselves and if you come to them and say but you should make it easier because of those people right you should do this or you should do that they're going to say that's not what we want to do our target audience is people that like these types of games but more people could play and enjoy it that's fine that that doesn't matter to us that's fine. That doesn't matter to us. The wall was still catered for the hardcore. You're not excluding them. Clearly, no one's a climber here. Okay, forget the freaking climber example because you want to flex your knowledge. It was an example to say that if I am attempting to create a business around a, cer- a certain target market and you come to me and say, but if you did this, this, and this, these people would come in too, and I would say... I don't care about that. That's not my target audience. If I start a gym and the only equipment in the gym is insane, heavy deadlifting, 
because my target audience are people qualifying for Olympian deadlifting competitions and you come in and say if you put some exercise bikes in here and smaller weights more people would come into your gym and I would say that's not my target audience I didn't build this gym for them I built this gym for these big giant crazy people that deadlift crazy weights because they go into crazy competitions I don't need to put lighter weights in here. I don't need to put easier equipment in here. That's not my target audience. You're misunderstanding the metaphor. So there's another one. Like, they don't care. They don't care that they could get more people to buy the game if they had it easier. They don't care. They're like, that's fine. Don't play it then. I would say the same thing to someone. I'm not going to come into your gym. I'd be like... I'm like, that's fine. I didn't build this gym for you. I was looking for a place where I could get in curls and reps. We don't have any equipment here for that. We don't have any weights here for that. I didn't build this gym for you. Have a nice day. There are other gyms along this street you can go become a member to. What if the whole point is to change their audience? What do you mean by that? Yeah, look what Loot says. Another good metaphor. It's like telling a fine dining restaurant to put cheap options so that more people would come. That's exactly right. Well, if you put some cheap beer and, you know, cheaper wine on the menu, maybe some fish sticks and some chicken fingers, I might come in here with my family and they'd be like, (laughs) we don't want you to come in here. We appeal to this target audience. You know what I mean? We appeal to this target audience. We appeal to people who want to spend high dollar for expensive wine and fine dining entrees. We're not we're not appealing to families. We're appealing to the to the rich and and the and the snobby. That's that there are there are places that are like that. You would walk in and be like, I, I can't order from this menu. I'm not even dressed right. Oh my. Like, you know what I'm saying? You're under the the, the mistaken delude, maybe not delusion. You're under the illusion that they give a frick if you buy their game or not. <laughs> You're under the delusion that you think they care. Like I'm not gonna buy your game. Then they're like, oh, oh no, we have an entire genre named after us. Get the frick out of here. We don't care. You're talking about them having a target audience that they should be appealing to. But what if they're wanting to change their target audience by adding difficulties? Oh, well, well, sure. Sure, Rad. That would change their target audience. If they, if they, dude, if they suddenly said, if this would have been, this would have been huge headlines. Elden Ring, first from software game to offer difficulty options. It'd have been huge news. All their fans would have been in an uproar. And it would have appealed potentially to a broader market of players. It potentially would have. It potentially could have been horrible for them. Because here's what's going to happen. Here's what's going to happen. <laughs> People that the game, the, their, their games were never really intended to, are going to go in and play them. And even on easy mode, they're like, yeah, I just don't like it. <laughs> like, I just don't like it. You know, thanks for the difficulty options, but I just don't think it's that great of a game. <laughs> and now and now their core audience is mad, and the new audience they tried to appeal to just doesn't really get it. You know? 
Dark Souls 3, 10 million sales for a niche game. That's a big niche. That's, yeah, that's a success story right there. Like I said, it took balls. It took guts for them to do this. To be like, nah, yeah, we're just going to make a game ridiculously hard. Yeah, we don't, we don't care about all that. By the way, if you're new, thank you for being here. This is what we do Monday through Friday. A very lively talk show with a lot of back and forth disagreements and debates. Hit the subscribe button so you can chime in in chat. Let us know what you think. There's a poll. You can vote. That's even easier than talking in chat. Vote on the poll. It's a 76 to 24%. Almost, oh wow, whole lot of votes this morning. Yes or no? Elden Ring. Should it add an easy mode? There's about 24% of you that think yes they should. Uh, I missed some tips. Hang on. Coyote with a $5. You could sell more delicious Say No to Rage brand coffee if you added a dark roast. Shut up, Coyote. It's on the way. Uh, I missed Steven Seagal's second tip. Just get Journo's Elite Frog version of the game. Thank you, uh, Fat Steven Seagal. I appreciate you. A 50 spot from uh, Behemoth. Nice logo, Lono. I'm waiting to see Rage videos from Elden Ring players. Oh, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. The new logo looks great. Thank you guys so much. I actually thought we were going to get a lot of negative response to it, but you guys have been awesome. I feel very good about this new logo. I like it. It's really grown on me. Um, I appreciate it. I genuinely think the Sekiro especially wouldn't be a great game if it wasn't challenging. Almost all of its value lies in its combat. Oh, loot. I'm going to tell you right now, that game haunts my dreams. That game haunts my dreams because I loved it. I was like, this is so good. Why do you think I like Ghost of Tsushima so much? It gives me what I couldn't get out of Sekiro because I had to jump off the train. I had to jump off the train. I'll update your guys' sub badges too. Your sub badges. Yeah. New logo is the trademark S going away. I think you mean the R. And yes, it is. I'm going to update your sub badges uh, to to that as well. Um... I I love Ghost of Tsushima because it gives me what Sekiro couldn't. I had to jump off the train. Madam Butterfly came back to life and I was like, frick this freaking game. Like I just put it, I couldn't do it. And I was just, I was loving Sekiro. I was. And I got news for you. I would never want them to add an easy mode for Sekiro. I never would. I'd be like, no, that's not the game they designed. So you want PvE instances in Sea of Thieves, but no easy mode in Elden Ring. That's a false equivalency for a handful of reasons. That's a false equivalency for a handful of reasons. Elden Ring, Demon Souls, Dark Souls are games where every single layer of every fight and every instance is built around one difficulty. And to fiddle with that is to fiddle with the heart and the soul of the game. Okay? You can play Sea of Thieves and never see a single person for two or three hours. It's not its not woven into the fabric of that game. Is it part of its identity? Sure, it is. But allowing me to play a story mission and not have somebody grief me and shoot me in the back because that is degenerate, disruptive, and, and destructive behavior in the game? That's okay for me to want that. There's nothing wrong with that. Right? Like... That's not that's not the heart and soul of Sea of Thieves. It certainly is a part of the identity, and you don't want to completely remove PvP from Sea of Thieves. But it's a false equivalency to say, well, having areas or parts of Sea of Thieves where you can't get attacked by live players, that's not the equivalent of asking for an easy mode in a game that never, never, ever, ever even considered difficulty spectrum in every boss fight that they've designed. 
every movement, every animation, every amount of damage output they decide to give an enemy, it's all built around that. That's not the way that Sea of Thieves was designed. The threat of PvP potentially being there is certainly a part of Sea of Thieves, and you can't get that, you can't completely get rid of that. But at its heart, Sea of Thieves is a very casual game, and yet it can get incredibly hardcore. Like it's 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 got a it's got an internal dissonance that has made a lot of people not play it. And listen, rare hang on, I want to read this tip. ADJC with a five spot says difficulty goes as follows normal hard death restart from checkpoint and permadeath game over well I don't I just I don't think they're interested in doing that rare has every right and they have by the way for three years to say we're not going to give you a PV option and you know what you want to know what I did I did the same thing that everybody else does with souls games I didn't friggin play it I didn't play sea of thieves I didn't play Sea of Thieves and try to argue and complain and bend that game to my will. I was like, listen, if you're not going to give me a PvE option so I can sail the high seas laid back with my kiddos or just laid back with whatever, well, then I'm not going to play your game then. And I didn't play the game. I do the same thing with uh, rogue games. I don't like them. I play them for a little bit. I showcase them to you talk about their graphics, combat systems, and the animations, and how good the gameplay loop feels, and then I put the game down. Why? Well, it's not for me. It's not for me. So, you have every right to be like, oh, they should put an easy mode in. I would buy the game, and they have every right to be like, yeah, that's not what we want to do. Now, Sea of Thieves of Pirate's Life is certainly showing that they're open to the idea of being like, maybe there are aspects of this game where you can't have people just blasting you. Go watch my stream where I did the, the second tall tale and try to tell me that you can't... You, you, there are places and times in that game where you gotta give people their own instance, right? You, you gotta give people their own instance. Go watch my, my experience and try and tell me that there aren't, some, there aren't some, you know, opportunities for that game to improve itself by giving me the option to be like, dude, come on, I don't need, I don't need to be being shot by people right now, you know? It is a bit selfish to think an easy mode isn't allowed at all. I don't think it's selfish. I think that that's that's the game they want to build. Yo, Pit Viper, thank you for renewing your membership. That is a purple badge. Welcome, welcome. Dark Souls has an easy mode offline. Oh, what, like modding it or something? Or like playing with other people? Did you mean to put online? Bleep uh, in the Discord says, Easy routes are a one-time playthrough and done. Difficult challenges are more rewarding after having to work to achieve it, and it increases replayability. Do you want to replay an easy game, or do you want to replay a difficult game to see if you can find different paths to success? Here's where my mind opened up. Yes, there's a one-year badge, and it's red, and, and people should be showing up in the next couple of days with red badges. They should. Um. Um. What was I saying? Okay, okay, yeah. So, my uh, my eyes and my mind opened up significantly about this topic when I played Jedi Fallen Order and then I immediately went back and played it on hard. I didn't go too hardest. I went from normal to hard, Okay. 
and I loved every minute of it, except for the very final fight. I I got a little frustrated. That was the only time I was like, I felt like there were some cheap things in her in her fight or whatever. Um, I've been sub for a year and I had a purple badge. It's literally to the day and the minute, Pit Viper, that you hit one year that it'll give you the red badge. So it might take a while. I don't know. Um, this is where you lose me. You can't argue that Sea of Thieves needs PvE because it's your preference to not have to deal with other players while making the argument players can't want easy mode because they don't want to deal with the difficulty. No, I literally just was very consistent. You were either weren't here or weren't listening. I said, you have every right to ask that of the game, but they're not going to give it to you. Just like I, I said for three years that I wouldn't play Sea of Thieves without PvE, and Rare, dro- and Rare was like, we're not doing it. We're not doing it. And guess what? I didn't play their game. Right? They have every right to do it. I have every right to be like, come on, man. Give us, give us a way... To just, to just play without other people around. And they're like, no. And I'm like, okay. I'm not playing it then. I Like, that was that was my approach to Sea of Thieves. And so, I, I do think, again, I still think that's a false equivalency. That's a giant logical mis- misstep to say, asking for PvE options or areas in Sea of Thieves is not equal to saying, can you give me an easy mode in Dark Souls? right? I I don't think those are equivalent at all. Why? Because one is a perfectly designed boss fight that you're acting, you're asking them to change, right? You're asking them to change that entire fight. PvP doesn't even always happen in, in Sea of Thieves. You can play for an entire evening and never see a single person. You can, or you can play for three or four hours and some griefing piece of garbage ruins your evening. Now, come on. That is not the same at all as somebody saying, dude, can you completely change the fabric and identity of a Souls game and give me an easy mode? Like, what? No. I'm not asking chess to become checkers. I'm asking you, can you tie your dog up so he doesn't periodically knock the knock the chess board off the table and spill all the pieces everywhere so we have to start over? There's a big difference between the two. Other players disrupting my game and experience is not the same as a boss fight that's designed from the ground up for one difficulty. They're not the same. They're not equivalent. Now, you could argue from a philosophical standpoint and say, you're still fundamentally asking Sea of Thieves to become something else. And I could say, to an extent, you're right. I am asking Sea of Thieves to become something else because I, I don't want to play against other players. And they didn't sell me a PvP game. They sold me a pirate game. They didn't sell me a hardcore PvP game. They sold me pirate dress-up. Okay. When you see a Souls game advertised, when you see these games advertised, and you know it's from From Software, then you know what you're buying. They're selling you a really, really hard game. I I did not buy Sea of Thieves and anticipate the game that I got. I didn't. I honestly did not think it was going to be as hardcore as it turned out to be. Now, this is this is this is generally. Oh, why is it so loud? Hang on. Sorry about that. Um, you got to understand something about Sea of Thieves. Sea of Thieves is essentially what you always expect in those games. It's everybody's going to become the biggest griefing, biggest degenerate you could think of. Why? Because that's where that's where everything tends. 
everything trends towards chaos in those games chaos and, and abuse they're just going to beat the snot out of people the point I'm trying to make is that why are Souls players the only ones that get this exclusive right not to want different things into game I'm not saying somebody's I, I don't understand that question why are Souls players the only ones that get this exclusive right not to want different things in their game? Because that's literally what the game is. That would like this is this is this is the example I gave the other day. If I went to Dead Cells and said, "I love this game, but can you please stop? Can you get rid of the mechanic where I die and have to go back to the beginning? Can, can you please take that out?" What would people say? No. That, that's what it is. It's a rogue. You can't take that out. It wouldn't be a rogue anymore. It wouldn't be dead cells. That's what you're asking for when you're asking for an easy mode in Dark Souls. You're asking for them to literally remove something. Like That's the game. That's what they're setting out to do. I, you, that's why I don't play rogues. I'm like, I, 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 my brain can't get tethered to the progress because of the restarting. I don't like it. Life is great with a $5 tip. Love the logo. Sometimes difficulty is part of the game and the experience. Appreciate that. Life is great. Thank you. How would an easy mode change the, that boss fight other than health? The mechanics wouldn't change just the time it takes to kill the boss. You weren't. You must not have been here earlier when I said this. So when my kids play, when my kids play Ratchet and Clank on the easiest setting, they're lead-footed, they're aggressive, they play with almost no intelligence. Why? Well, they're seven and five, okay? Now, go play Jedi Fallen Order and turn the difficulty way, way down. You and I both know you're going to approach those fights completely different. You're going to be greedy, sloppy, dumb, aggressive, okay? There is an intrinsic nature to Souls games where getting greedy gets you dead. You go too far, you take too many swings, you play too aggressive, you try to face tank, and you will be punished. That is law in Souls games. You throw that on its head if suddenly you can take more hits and the boss takes less hits. Why? All of the artistry, all of the care, all of the the nuances of the fight, none of that matters now because now you can play aggressive and beat him way faster and you can face tank, you can be lead-footed, just dumb, just stand there and take it because it's easy. It's not even you're not even playing the same game at that point. It would be like beating somebody in chess by moving the by moving the pieces like they're checker pieces and being like, "Oh, I beat you." No you didn't. You played some other version of chess. You didn't play chess. How would easy mode take away from the core players? See, now you're arguing against a point I didn't make. That's your perception. I never once said that it would take away from the core players. You're creating an argumentative point that I never made not once this morning. Watch the entire past broadcast, one hour and 26 minutes. Not once have I uttered that that would take away from the experience of the core players. You're creating that. I didn't say that. Why are people so against it? Because you're asking the developer to basically change their game, and they're like, we don't want to. Really, this doesn't even have anything to do with the core players. Right? This doesn't have anything to do with core players. It has to do with From Software. They're like, we don't want to do that. That's not the game that we set out to make. Right? 
it, 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 it that's that's not that's not the game that they want to make they'd have to spend more time on the development you can, you're acting like they can just flip a switch and throw in easy mode we all know it's not that simple come on come on it wouldn't be that simple no, absolutely not they would have to go in and check and make sure things worked properly does the damage output scale properly in this fight there'd be bugs there'd be glitches there'd be there'd be attacks that don't do the right amount of damage or do too little or do too much there'd be exploits oh yeah this one boss for whatever reason on easy mode yeah these weapons do like twice the amount of damage to him for some reason why well because the guy who designed the axe wasn't considering damage output of the other scales so at those lower or higher scales the weapon breaks and causes internal problems in the game I didn't ask you I didn't say you made that argument I'm asking how but that's not the real reason that they don't do it. The real reason that they don't do it is because their goal is to say, this is the complete package. Take it or leave it. And that's why people love them so much. You trying to change that package would affect people's love for the game because that's not the product they fell in love with. They fell in love with a product that kicked the snot out of them and they finally got over the hill. And you're like, yeah, but can you give me a shortcut route around this? I don't want to do this. And they're like, whoa, 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 no. This product is so good because this is the product. It's like a chess master falling in love with the nuances and the difficulties and the challenges and the strategies of chess. And then you come in and say, can we just move the pieces like it's checkers? That would make it easier for me. That doesn't do anything to your core experience if I do that that's different because it's you playing against another player but imagine you going into a tournament and you create your own tournament you beat all these people playing chess and you go to some chess master and you say yeah I want a tournament as well he's like you didn't really play chess though (laughs) You, you didn't do what I did you didn't actually ascend to the height of chess master you're playing some weird diluted version of chess and for many people dark souls sekiro demon souls it's chess here it is these are the rules no shortcuts no exceptions beat it and when you beat it right when you beat it you're like what a great product and then people come in behind and they're like I can't beat it can I just get an easy mode and they're like no 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 no. these games that's how they're designed from moment one they from moment one are designed to be one difficulty that's it that's the product and when you ask that product to become something else you're asking checkers to become chess or chess to become checkers they're like no we don't want that I don't think an easy mode player is trying to flaunt to a purist. They just want to play. Yeah, you have to under... I I, I really think people are failing to grapple. Hang on one second. James with a $5 tip. Example, Ninja uh, Ninja Gaiden Sigma on normal, death comes fast, but they added hero mode, and when you're near death, you become invincible, and you can spam ults. Yeah, I'm not familiar with that. Some of you, I think, are failing to understand why this genre is so popular and you're trying to change the genre you have to understand at a fundamental level you are asking to change the genre it's like asking a rogue game to not have a permadeath element you're changing the genre you i i would love it if some of those rogue games were metroidvanias why 
because they're beautiful and the combat is awesome okay I would love it but if you're going to ask a Souls game to add difficulty settings it's no longer a Souls game like that genre it, it, it's been around all this time there are now side scrollers that are Souls-esque and if you come to a game that says it's Souls-esque and you're like where are the difficulty settings somebody's going to say th- th- that's not what this genre is about what are, you, what are you talking about that, that, that's not what this genre is about if I go to a Devil May Cry or a JRPG and I'm like, can you make the combat not so intrinsically laden with combos and spamming abilities? They'd be like, what, what are you talking about? That's, what, that's how Devil May Cry and JRPGs commonly are played. Long, drawn-out combat sequences with, with, with elaborate combos and spamming of abilities. That's just what we do. That's what these games set out to do. you're fundamentally asking a genre to change for you because you're like I just would like to play and it's like but you don't you know what I mean you don't really want to play the game I would take zero satisfaction I would take zero satisfaction in beating dead cells if I could go in and turn off the death mechanic if I could turn off the death mechanic and I would die in dead cells and come like right back to where I previously was like a checkpoint system I would take no joy in beating that game why? because I didn't actually beat it I changed it into something else I you see, you see the point? imagine loading up a metroidvania and being like I don't want to go get all the abilities and then come back to these areas just give me double jump now if I gave you all of the abilities at the beginning of a Metroidvania, Ori in the Blind Forest, or Hollow Knight, or Guacamelee, and I gave you all the abilities at the beginning, right? So there was there was no there was no retreading of old areas. There was no sense of power fantasy progression. Nothing. It wouldn't be the same game. You'd be able to take every early shortcut, be able to get access to areas you have no business getting access to. It would no longer be a Metroidvania. It'd be something else. I, I think that's fundamentally the problem. More appropriate comparison would be moving the fence in from 400 feet to 150 to 200 feet, the bases from 990 to 45, and the pitching mound back to like 100 feet, or a speed limit on pitches of like 30 miles an hour. All you're making comparisons is sports. It should be accessible to me? No, it doesn't have to be. It doesn't. They don't care about that. They don't. They're not, they are not interested in that. It's a genre of game that has expectations. So there are fans of Metroidvanias, there are people who are fans of Rogues, and there are people who are fans of Souls games. And though they come with those expectations of like, that's the kind of game this is going to be. Who gets to define a genre, the devs or the players? Well, in this case, it's actually funny because Souls-esque games are literally molded after... Dark Souls. <laughs> Metroidvania. They took the inspiration and the ideas from Super Metroid and Metroid and Castlevania, and people started to take inspiration, started to make those games, and then Metroidvania became like a thing. Souls S games are built and modeled around, you know, 
Oh, Kane is trolling. Okay, I was gonna say, come on. <laughs> I don't want to play the game. I want to be able to find the story and enjoy the story. But Dark Souls is make sure you die if you get annoyed with dying. Um, and you get locked out of learning anything about the story. Watch someone else if you want to see the story. Sucks to suck. The players mold the lane the games are in. Sometimes it does, yes. <clears throat> but Jedi Fallen Order was Souls-esque, and it has difficulties. Right, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing, Kage. Kageneko. If... Right, if you use Souls-esque or rogue light or rogue-like... All that means is it's going to borrow inspiration from those game types. So you are exactly right. There are going to be games that say they have rogue elements in them, and it's not that extreme. Go play Sundered as an example. Sundered is amazing. Sundered has Metroidvania influences. It has rogue influences, but it's not really a traditional rogue. And yet, it's got rogue influences. Jedi Fallen Order is is got Souls-esque influences, but it's not a Souls game. It isn't. There are games like uh, Blasphemous. There's Blasphemous, and there's Salt and Sanctuary. And then there's a whole host of games <clears throat> that are basically like, they copy virtually every mechanic from the Souls games. Right? They copy every mechanic of the Souls games. And when they say they're Souls-esque, I mean, the only reason they're not a Souls game is because it's either a side-scroller or it's it's not developed by From Software. Like, at their core, everything about them is Souls. Everything. Salt and Sanctuary has a sequel coming out as well. Dark Souls is not easy to get the first time you play it, though. Well, sure. Looking forward to should Elden Ring add a harder mode? <laughs> hey, if you're here this morning, do me a favor. If you've enjoyed the debate and the discussion, uh, I do this Monday through Friday. We pick a topic. It's a it's a talk show. This is a safe for work broadcast. You may have noticed I'm not sitting here swearing. You can throw me on in the background. A lot of people treat me like video game radio Monday through Friday. We do a talk show in the morning. We do gameplay in the afternoon, and then I do a short upload in the evening. Okay. If you like what you've seen today, hit subscribe, hit the bell button. Do me a favor and smash the likes. We're a little lacking on likes. We've had a lot of people come in the stream today and a lot of new subs. Welcome to all the new people. Be sure to vote in the poll. Be sure to leave a comment in chat. I'm trying to interact with about as many people as I possibly can. We have over 800 votes. I gotta say, I gotta say, we started out slow this morning, but this has been a hit. I want to do more of these where we pick a topic like we did with Zelda and have a debate. I really think it can be really, really fun. And uh, that way we're not just purely like, here's some news. You know what I mean? What's good, Snow? I see you. Adding a harder mode would ruin the integrity and vision. You know what's funny is they don't have New Game Plus where you go back and they make everything harder, Jaggy. This cuts both ways. You're being cheeky, but you just re- you just actually made the argument against easy mode stronger. You understand? 
you you actually just made the argument against easy mode stronger. They don't do that. They don't give you the option to like replay, make everything harder, and then all of a sudden there's a hard mode. They don't do that. Now you can make things harder on yourself, different builds, different approaches, different things. They do in Bloodborne. Oh, does Bloodborne have new game plus? Bloodborne's sort of its own thing though, isn't it? It's supposed to be like the most accessible of the bunch. <clears throat> I don't think the other Souls games do that, though. You just go back and everything's harder? Do they do that? I thought they didn't do that. I thought it was, no, this is it. This is the fight. This is the difficulty. There's a new game plus, but it scales naturally. It doesn't really become harder. Oh, they all have new game plus? I thought somebody said that they didn't do that. Like, they didn't do this thing where all of a sudden everything has more health and everything is harder. What does new game plus do in those games? Every Souls games has a new game plus. It's actually easier than a fresh playthrough because you're leveled and geared. Yeah, I thought somebody said that, like, it. they don't do that. They scale health and damage up. Oh, they do! What game am I thinking of? I was playing a game, and I swear somebody said, yeah, they don't do that in this game. You can't make it harder. Is there one of them that I played that's like that, and I thought that was true of all of them? Can we get a new game negative? Right. Other Souls games have multiple new game pluses. If they all have new game plus, then the argument against easy mode is moot. No, it's not, because they don't have to make the entrance easier for you. The entrance can still be up here, if that's if that's their choice and that's their vision. All Souls games have new game plus. Huh. I thought you could like replay it and do different builds, but everything stayed the same. I was I was I was under the wrong impression. The health and the damage scales up until New Game 7, and then it soft caps, and it only increases a tiny amount after that. It gets harder on New Game plus 7. 7 is the limit, I believe. Okay. I thought, I thought, I swear I was playing one, and somebody said that they didn't do that. But I must be misremembering. I must be thinking of a different game or something. It's possible I'm remembering when I played Jedi Fallen Order, because Jedi Fallen Order at launch did not have New Game Plus. That's entirely possible. Because I remember playing that and thinking, man, this is, uh, this is, this would be great to play through again. Um, um, uh, let's say out loud until we have in place. That'd be nine. I don't know what you're DMing me about, creature. Uh, I think Dark Souls 2 had the best new game plus since they actually changed it a lot. Okay. Wasn't yeah, they added new game plus to Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order layer later. That must be what I'm thinking about. Is that like I was playing Jedi Fallen Order on hard and I was like, oh, it'll be so fun if they do new game plus. And the people are like, oh, they didn't do that in this game. Maybe that's what I'm thinking about. Because I played that game, and then the very next thing I played was Sekiro. New Game Plus is there to get all the items. You can't get everything in one run. Okay. The point of those games are to push you. If you finish the game, you're proving yourself a good player. It's the difference between being handed Not Forgotten and doing the quest. Right. I want new game negative. I have no shame. Well, that would require beating it, though. (laughs) New game negative would mean you'd have to beat it. You'd have to actually beat it and replay it easier. You know what I mean? Um, 
No, 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 no. I'm not, I'm not, I've not gone into detail about that. I've not, creature. I did say this morning that we are considering going back to some of the games like Sekiro, Demon Souls, and Dark Souls 3 because you guys liked it so much and we thought it would be fun to periodically revisit those games in anticipation of Elden Ring. So we're looking at how we would do that. I did say that this morning, but that was all I said. Souls games are usually... Uh, have hard modes. In DS2, it was the Hunter's Covenant plus Orange Charred Ring. New Game Plus is a restart of the game scaled up a notch. In the original Dark Souls, the max was around plus 9. Really? All Souls games have some way uh, easy mode, but it's not an option to choose from the start. The ability to summon NPCs that can easily 5-hit bosses, choosing Mage as a starting class to get access to magic that deals extra damage to the early bosses plus armored enemies. Right play Sekiro I really really liked Sekiro I was really enjoying my time with Sekiro I was so bummed when Madam Butterfly came back to life I was so irritated that would have some merit beat the game now you can go on a lore cruise you know yeah I I mean I don't know I I could see that I could see new game you know new game negative being a thing like hey you beat it if you want to go on a completionist run and get all the lore pieces and stuff you know we'll we'll turn the difficulty down usually by the time you get to the end though and go back through like people are saying you're so kidded it might feel easier you know what I mean (laughs) it might feel like it's easier mode because you got better gear you know where all the enemies are you know you've you've kind of been through hell you like you've you're ready you know um Thank you to all the new subs this morning. Thank you to all the new subs this morning. We appreciate it so, so much. Uh, you guys are awesome. We uh, we have had a really, really great morning. And if you've chimed in in chat and I haven't responded to you, don't worry about that. Chat's been moving a mile a minute. We try to make sure that, uh, that people get uh, interacted with here. We try to make sure that's a, a very central piece of the content. Um, so we do want to thank, yeah, I'm seeing more subs rolling in. Thank you for clicking sub. You have to wait one minute before you can talk in chat after subbing. That just keeps all the spam bots out of chat and subbing is completely and totally free. So if you hit sub and turn on the bell button, you're going to get notified of a morning talk show and then gameplay in the afternoon. And then I do one short upload in the evening. So that's what you're going to get from me every single day. If you sub, so we appreciate those of you deciding to press the sub button. Again, a lot of people treat me like gaming radio. They just throw me on in the background Monday through Friday. We have a really, really great time here covering all kinds of gaming news. We covered E3. Uh, yesterday, we did a sort of a first impressions of Sea of Thieves, A Pirate's Life, and I let people know what that was like, and I played it, and it was a really good time. So thank you for all the people. We should probably set our sights on a milestone, though, on likes. There's so many new folks here and so many new people and so many votes on the poll. Holy moly, thank you for all the votes on the poll. Smash that like button. Let's roll over to 400 likes. I greatly appreciate all the love and support this morning. Is it mandatory that every From Software game is so difficult? Why can't Elden Ring be its own thing and be easier? Dustin, that would be a question for the developers. You know what I'm saying? That would be a question for the developers. Like I said this morning, if you set out to design a board game or a video game and you spent years establishing all the rules, all the systems, and all the various things, and then someone played it and they were like, yeah, but could you, could you, could you make it easier? Could you change these foundational things? More people would buy your product if you did. And you're like, well, I mean, that, we're not setting our sights on that. 
this is meant to be a pretty complex board game. You know, it's, it's meant to have a lot of rules and a lot of moving parts. It, it's meant to be pretty challenging. And some people are like, well, I'm not going to buy it, right? And they would say, that's fine. <laughs> they would say, that's fine. Like, we, they, then you're not our target audience, you know? You're playing Dark Souls today? Actually, we got a code for Dark Alliance. I know that game's getting beat up and getting a lot of bad reviews. I'm going to try to be nice. I don't want to dogpile, but I'm also going to be honest. It's not a sponsored stream, but I did want to be like, hey, they gave me a code. Let's let's cover it. So, And all of the commands that run across the bottom here are ways to support the channel. You can hang out on our Discord. You can send a tip through the network. Follow me on Twitter. Check out our merch. I'm always wearing a shirt from 80s Tees. If you like any of the shirts over there at 80stees.com, be sure to use code LONO. Uh, that's what I go by. Uh, you can use code LONO over there and get 30% off. Uh, so today, if you use the command, it'll take you to the Superman collection. But they have a Star Wars collection, Marvel, old video games, all... I mean, they got everything you could think of over there. So be sure to use that command if you want to check out the shirts that I'm wearing. I'll be amazed if you get through the first mission, says Sven. You're going to dogpile? Look what you did to Biomutant? Yeah, I mean, I, I, but I was honest about Biomutant. I didn't dogpile. I played that a day early. I got early access to Biomutant. Um, I was skipping out on Dark Alliance. I was not going to play it because I was like, I don't want to dogpile. What's the point, you know? And unfortunately, they gave me a code a couple days late, and it's on a website where as long as I cover the game, you know, I I could likely then get more codes for other games in the future. They don't tell me I have to be nice. I just have to actually cover it. If if they give me the code, you're supposed to use it and cover it. That's the expectation. You know what I mean? 80s music tees. Oh yeah, they have 80s music tees. Yeah, music, movies, TV shows, video games. Yeah, 80s tees is amazing. Uh, Being honest, it's not the same as dogpiling. Sure, but if it's like the 19th bad review that day, it sort of feels like dogpiling. <laughs> George with a $20 tip. Stayed up all night to watch my man live. Hope you're having a good morning and we'll have a good afternoon and evening. Thank you, George. Very generous. Appreciate that. I wanted Dark Alliance to be so good when I saw it. I was so excited, but man, I played it and it's just so bad. Super duper bad. Yeah, it looks rough. It looks rough. Creator Mi- Mizaki says, we want everyone to feel that sense of accomplishment. We want everyone to feel elated and to join that discussion on the same level. That's exactly right. That's exactly what they're going for. Um, that's exactly what they're going for. Is no review worse than a bad review? Well, here's the thing, Jaggy. If I play a game early or on a launch date and I feel I have to give it a bad review that is just sort of the natural way of things the way it worked out with sea of thieves it was like okay we're now one days two days out from the game's launch and it got shredded what good is it for me to boot it up and also shred it do you see what i'm saying it just felt like it just felt like i was being a bully but then i got the code and i was like well frick i guess we're playing it and i'm you know and i'll I'm gonna be honest. I'm not gonna be. I'm not gonna be rude, but I'm gonna be like, this game is bad, and here are all the reasons why. And if I see potential for improvement, I'll obviously try to highlight that. But, um, 
I now get happy that a game is bad in anticipation of a Lono rant. <laughs> we, somebody had a brilliant idea on the gaming channel that I would just play bad games and that would all, that, that's all it would be. It's just me playing bad games and being like, this game is garbage. <laughs> Money-minded people will say that they should have an easy mode for a wider audience, but that's no different than saying Apple should have Android preloaded on an iPhone. People buying an iPhone don't want Android. It's uh, it's kind of a similar idea. Yeah, 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 yeah. <clears throat> um. <clears throat> yeah, literal literal sh- game segment. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Dope logo. Thank you, RT Mayday. Ah. Uh, so let's take a look at these poll results. If you guys are new and haven't taken the poll yet, be sure to take it. Almost 900 votes. 78% have said no, they should not add easy mode. 22% have said yes. That's still a good portion of the audience that thinks, yes, give me an easy mode. I hear you. I really, really hear where you're coming from. I do. Um, it's it's one of those things where, in, in, in general, I think that you're never going to get every game to be for you and I think the problem is Elden Ring and Dark Souls 3 and Sekiro on the surface they look like long standing very popular action adventure RPG games they do this is one of the reasons why I think Ghost of Tsushima was so popular because on the surface it just looks like one of those amazing games I I said I remember the first time I saw I saw um, game footage of Ghost of Tsushima. I was like, it looks like Witcher Samurai. Like, I, I can't wait to play that game, right? And so I think when people see trailers for these games, that's just where they come from. They're like, this just looks like a great, you know, medieval action-adventure RPG game, but I can't play it, you know? I don't get to. That's it. That would be, uh, that's it. That would, it is to Souls players, our eye people, whoever said that nailed it. <laughs> As I played Dark Alliance, I was like, yeah, Lona's going to roast this game. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, Lono playing Biomutant was very entertaining. It was, yeah, I mean, listen, listen, I know that my frustration can lead to your entertainment, and I've tried to lean into that in a more healthy way instead of just getting salty and grumpy. Uh, I, I've, I've, I've tried to lean into that in a way that is bent on entertainment uh but but it is hard sometimes i think to play a game that's like super um uh super super you know (laughs) it's like it's really hard to climb out of that salt rut when you get into it you know it's like you just kind of get there um you kind of get there and it's like dude i can't get out i cannot get out of this of this rut it's 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 too much it's it's just yeah only 15 gig oh for scarlet nexus yeah 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 i think we'll play scarlet nexus tomorrow maybe i i think that we'll make time for it um we'll uh we'll make time for it because i think i i do i think that i think that you know certain games even if it's a jrpg if it's a jrpg or or if it's a uh rogue I do like playing them for a couple of hours because then 
I get to maybe slowly develop a palette for it. I'm starting to develop a slight palette for rogues. That game called Blade Assault really sort of kind of changed my mind a little bit. Um, also, when I played Dark Souls 3 and Demon Souls, I was like, man, I- I'm getting a taste. So periodically, I like to jump in those games for a couple hours. You guys get to see the, the game, make a decision on whether or not you want to buy it. And so even if it's a JRPG like Scarlet Nexus, I think I think it can be fun. I, I go in, I play for a couple hours, we kind of laugh at the melodramatic you know, voice acting, um, and then I'm like, you know, I can kind of see why people like these games. You know, they're not, they're still not for me, but I, you know, I can kind of start to see why people like them. If I was a developer, I imagine I'd be miffed as the Dark Souls can only be one way attitude. What if the devs want to make Elden Ring a but different? Uh, are they not allowed to? Right, you're, you're assuming though, Fuzzy, you're assuming that they would want to do that. I would say their history and their POV as a developer is that no, they're they don't want to do that. They don't have a desire. They don't have a desire to make the game easier. They're not like, oh man, I wish I wish we could make the game a whole lot easier. I wish we could make the game a whole lot more fun. You know, like I, that's I, I don't think they're like sitting on an easy mode decision. They're like, well, we can't do this because our fans would rip us a new one. Now, this does get into the discussion of like, uh, you know, bands and musicians get into this all the time, right? Bands and musicians get into this all the time. <clears throat> if they break too much, <clears throat> excuse me, if they break too much from their core sound, then everyone's like, this doesn't sound like them, right? I, I gotta tell you, there are some bands that have masterfully retained their sound and are still great at making music, and the Foo Fighters is one of those bands. Our latest album is incredible. Such a great injection of different styles and ideas, and yet, still sounds like the Foo, right? Now, in video games, I could see from software being like man i kind of wish we could just kind of maybe do an action adventure style game with difficulty settings i got news for you i don't think that's the case i don't think that's the case but if they want to do that unfortunately yeah their fans would be like no that's not the kind of games you know you guys make that's not the kind of games that we've come to know and love and so Elden Ring Elden Ring would end up being a controversial title for them if they decided to do that their 100% is a certain element of you better do what we want or we're going to reject the product I mean that that is that is definitely a part of this equation I got news for you Look at that poll at the top of chat. Throw your vote in there. We're almost to a thousand votes. 78% are saying, no, don't you dare add an easy mode. You see, like there is a, there's, there's a fan base that is, that is ravenous and is like, you better not do that. You better not. You better leave this game alone. You better leave, you better leave it as it is. You know, I'm checking on my game installs. Okay, it looks like Dark Alliance finished installing. Okay, good. Um, I'm going to check on Spider-Man. 
Foo Fighters R2 Nirvana, what easy mode is to Dark Souls. Did you... Did, no, that doesn't even make any sense. Did you just, like, have a stroke? That doesn't even make any sense. Um, in in general... Oh, it's, in, it's still installing. Holy moly, Sony. What is going on? 77 minutes left. Well, it might start to speed up now that it's not down... Not, the same internet's not downloading Dark Alliance. Um... I mean, you started to enjoy Mr. Prepper, and that was a game that you didn't think that you would like. That's true. That is true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't think I was going to like Mr. Prepper. I was like, yeah, I don't really get down with these types of games. You know, I really don't get into these types of games. Uh, And then I ended up really, really liking Mr. Prepper. I got kind of hooked by the loop. I was like, oh, this is actually kind of, this is actually kind of good. Come on, that was funny. (laughs) That's your internet? No, my internet is usually ridiculously fast. I mean, I just downloaded like a 30-some-odd gig game in Steam super, super quick. Every time I try to install games, my Xbox, like, starts out slow and then picks up speed and is super fast. And Steam is the same way. Every time I try to download games on Sony, it's just like, it's it doesn't, it's like it never uses the full bandwidth. I get like 950 down. And the, and and Sony just the, the Sony marketplace always is way slower than every other every other download uh, source that I use, whether it's Steam or Xbox. They, oh, Steam or Xbox, it's always way faster. It's really really weird. Now, when my Xbox is on Wi-Fi, it's significantly slower. So, like, I take like a I take like an Ethernet cord to it or whatever. So, um. Vote with your wallet, but don't get ticked if they don't care about your vote. <laughs> That's exactly right. That's exactly right. I, I do. I think that you you vote with your wallet, man. Go for it. Vote with your wallet. Let them know. You know you're not buying their game. And I and like I said, I just don't think that they care. I really, really don't think that they care. We have gotten a um, a thirty percent suggested today. 30% of the folks that have come in today, you've clicked on a suggested video on YouTube. I appreciate you doing that. Maddie Jarvis, I missed your tip. I'm sorry about that. Maddie with a five spot. I know it's a bit far out, but will you be covering Back for Blood when it's released? Looks like a fun game for evening streams. Yeah, we'll probably cover it and play it. I'm probably not going to play it that much, though. You'll probably get one or two play sessions out of me. Maybe a play session with Hilly or something. Um, it just depends. Those those games generally don't uh, don't land on me all that well. So we greatly appreciate all of the new folks stopping by and hanging out this morning. We really really do. Uh, you guys are awesome. And uh, if YouTube is putting my videos in front of you and you're coming in and enjoying yourself, let us know. Uh, we appreciate all the new folks today. That the the discussion and the debate, man, it was it was really really solid. There were there were some good really really good thoughts in chat about uh, about the Elden Ring easy mode debate I want to give you my thoughts on it right I have a, I have I've written out uh, a, 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 my point of view on this I talk about Excelibus accessibility is not always the answer doorway not dilution and then I end by saying not your game so this is essentially my talk so if you're new I do this every day I have like a set time where I go through uh, my talk now did we get this bottom thing uh updated creature or should i still use the giant coffee one this little animated down here uh creature am i supposed to use that 
Creature also made this for me so that when we record over there, uh, we're, uh, we're good to go so that it says shorts at the top for the shorts channel. So for those of you that maybe don't like live streams, we do have a channel that's like all recordings. So I will be recording this segment about Elden Ring and it'll go over there. Uh, it'll go over there. You're good. Wait, so what's it going to do though? Is it going to animate or is it just going to sit like that? It should just sit like that. I'm assuming, um, or do you have other things loaded in there? Do I need to refresh it or anything? I might need to refresh it. Uh, check before you record. Um, hang on. Yeah, it's still animating and it's not animating anything. Hang on. Let me, uh, let me refresh it and see what it does. Um, it still is just, it just spun the same, like, thing. Um, oh, there it goes. There it goes. Fix the mic. Oh, I don't have the scene. I didn't build a new scene. I didn't build a new scene, so, um, hang on. I guess we'll just... copy and paste and then I can make it bigger I can just make it bigger giggity there okay that should work uh time to build a new scene on the fly no 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 no. I'm not building a new scene on the fly uh so man y'all just bounce when I say I'm gonna record it freaking kills me man I'm trusting the process. It's my show, and this is how I'm running it. But people are just like, he's about to record, I'm leaving. This is when the show gets good. So if you're new, we do live Q&A, and that is something you can take advantage of as a channel member, and your questions will show up on the screen. But dadgummit, if some of y'all aren't immediately like, I'm out of here. Well, they can't hear me because they left. They're just like, oh, he's about to record. It's time to leave. Frick you. All right, let's go. Let me get the questions set. So we got a variety of gaming topics today, and we are going to be taking questions about Elden Ring. So if you didn't get to, if like, if during the debate, right, if during the debate, you didn't get a chance to hear my thoughts or for me to hear your thoughts, Q&A is a great time for you to, uh, Q&A is a great time for you to get your thoughts not only in the stream and in the content, but literally on the screen, okay? So Q&A, Q&A is open right now to paying members, okay? You can submit a question right in chat with the question command, and we're not just talking Elden Ring today. We are also talking about Dragon Age 4 Info, Aliens Fireteam Elite, they've updated the name to Elite, has a launch date, and for Spoken, a dev had some comments about what uh what their aim is with the uh with the game okay i go and make a sandwich i don't tab out i don't understand don't you want to hear my thoughts though i take the time to write this the night before you know i take the time i take the time to make it good and man oh man people just really like the live debate back and forth it kills me this used to be the centerpiece the 10 minute talk it's now a six minute it used to be the centerpiece it's not anymore. It's interesting. It's interesting, chat, how things change. 
Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Elden Ring and the easy mode debate. If you missed my live stream, right down here, SNTR Presents is where we do these live streams. You're right now watching us on SNTR Shorts. I record these and upload these to a separate channel. If you like these short gaming discussions and news segments, hit subscribe and the bell button. Now, the easy mode debate about Elden Ring. It's not specifically about Elden Ring. It's been around for a really, really long time, ever since people started playing games like Sekiro and Dark Souls 1 through 3, or even uh, Bloodborne. These games commonly drive people to say, I really wish I could just turn the difficulty down and enjoy the game. Now, after finally getting a look at Elden Ring from From Software during E3 2021, fans started breaking down every aspect from the trailer. The gameplay looked more versatile, fast-paced, but still, at its heart, it's another Souls game. This obviously drives a long-standing debate and a discussion about games like Sekiro and Dark Souls. Review outlets consistently request an easy mode so that the journalists and the bloggers can sort of complete the game I'm putting complete in parentheses they, or quotations, complete the game for a more efficient means of reviewing the game. At the heart of this debate is a disagreement about accessibility and developer intent. So, who is right? Now, I'm going to use the word accessibility in this video, and when I use this word, I am talking about making a game accessible and approachable to a broader audience. Sometimes accessibility refers to colorblind modes and other things like that. The, The word has multiple uses, but I'm using it to refer to making inroads to a game being more enjoyable and accessible to a wider audience, okay? Accessibility, however is not always the answer. I'm always a very strong advocate for accessibility being the focus of games if they want to appeal to a broad audience or if they want to achieve consistent and regular engagement. I use this sort of argumentation about games that are live service, loot based. If they want people coming back on a regular basis, you gotta focus on accessibility. Accessibility is important, especially for long-standing franchises. How do I get into this game? My friends tell me it's awesome and it's really, really hard to get in. It's not very accessible, okay? While it's important, it can certainly extend beyond reasonable limits. Some games, like Dark Souls and Sekiro simply cannot exist as they are designed if they allow accessibility to become a priority. This is true for a few reasons. And the first is the intent of the developers. They set out to make a game that's not for everyone. It's not something that everybody's going to be enjoy, able to enjoy. It's not something that everybody's going to be able to beat. All right? Imagine asking the game of chess to allow the pieces to move like checkers simply because you want to make the game more accessible to your son or daughter or somebody that's younger. The truth is they would not be playing chess. They would be playing a strange diluted version of it. If they're moving the pieces all around and doing whatever they want, they're ultimately not playing chess. And for developers like From Software, in their mind, their approach, their intention is to make a game that is in this category and it appeals to a certain audience. We made a, ro- a lot of references this morning to board games. You go to the aisle at the store with lots of different board games, not every game is going to appeal to you and asking a game to change its rules or its approachability would fundamentally change the game and ultimately make it not the same as it was before. This is true of virtually every game that they have made because they build it around one difficulty and that is how the fights are designed. Now, New Game Plus does rank up difficulty, health, and damage, but usually by the time you're at that point, you're pretty kitted so it really changes the fabric of what you're doing. Now, I have an idea on how they could create a doorway without 
dilution. Because I do like the idea of making a game more approachable and maybe bridging the gap for some players that will never even consider there to be a doorway into the game like Dark Souls, Sekiro, or Elden Ring next year. I think there's an option that doesn't have to be an easy mode. Now, this still gets at the heart of the artistry. They create a complete package. It's a mysterious world. There's lore. It's confusing. They don't really hold your hand. And that one holistic piece of content artwork might be marred by this idea, but this could be a way to get more people to play the game without making it easier. A very simple sort of play these first bosses, or there's these two non-story, non-lore bosses over here, and this is sort of a trial mode. You go in, and you can experience the combat systems, and have a few boss fights, and this might bridge the, the gap between them being a fan and hating the game. It could be a catalyst, as it were, into saying, you know what? I think I can get the hang of this game. Those bosses were obviously easier than the rest of the game. It's not even the true game. It's not the main game. It'd be limited, it'd be a small portion, and it wouldn't let you progress or do anything other than fight those bosses. It would simply serve as a catalyst into understanding the basics of combat and just how satisfying the game can be. I'm here to tell you, they're probably not going to do that because at its core, they want it to be a complete product. They want it to be holistic, and from beginning to end, this is the game, take it or leave it, which leads to my last point, not your game. At the end of the day, sometimes gamers just need to admit when a game isn't for them. I've done this time and time again with roguelite and roguelike games. Even though I can enjoy the base level combat, the systems, the the graphics, animations, and the gameplay, it's not for me, so I put the game down. I'm warming up to Souls games after playing Sekiro, Demon's Souls Remastered, and Dark Souls 3, but ultimately, I'm still outside the camp, and I feel that these games aren't for me, Yet, I think I can grow to love them, maybe even start beating some of them, but at the current juncture, I just admit, this really isn't for me. It's not made for me. These these aren't my shoes, this isn't my cup of tea, so why would I bother trying to drink it? In the meantime, I will ardently defend a game like Elden Ring against the inclusion of an easy mode because, in my opinion, it would gut the very heart and soul of what games developed by From Software are meant to be, and I think it needs to be protected. As always, if you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe to catch my next video, and I hope to see you in that video. Did they announce Elden Ring for Game Pass? Oh, I don't think so. They just announced the launch date. They announced the launch date. It's interesting somebody takes essentially the opposite stance today versus yesterday with Sea of Thieves because it's a false equivalency. I, I I, I can't debate that anymore, but it's a false equivalency to say, hey... There are aspects of, of a Sea of Thieves where griefers ruin the intention of the game. Like, I don't know. When I'm trying to do a campaign and solve puzzles, and someone can grief me and shoot me. That's not what the that's not what those those encounters are intended to be, and a griefer can ruin it. Okay? When I'm supposed to go turn in my treasure at an island, a griefer ruining that, that's not really how the game was set up to be. But Every boss fight, every challenge, every difficulty, every 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 layer of these games is built around one difficulty. That's how it's built. And then yeah, it scales up from there, but you're also scaling up from there. So it's it's all built from that floor. It's it's not the same. It isn't. Random people disrupting your game 
and ruining your experience and literally wasting hours of your time is not the same as saying this game's tough try to beat it it's not the same they're not equivalent not at all you're talking about core design elements of the game no I'm not talking about core design elements of the game yesterday no two days ago when I played Sea of Thieves of Pirate's Life it was clear as crystal why there are elements of that game where PvP doesn't belong and the developers agree with me so you're wrong they said the tall tales of a pirate's life will be in your own instance why because the intention of the developer is to give you an experience that they don't want disrupted by griefing so rare is coming around to the idea that there are parts of their game where they could say look pvp doesn't belong in here in the giant world out there they still believe that pvp belongs and do you know what i do I do the same thing you should do with Souls games if you want an easy mode. I didn't play. I didn't play Sea of Thieves. You're not going to give me a PvE mode? You're not going to protect me from griefers? Fine. I'm not going to play your game. People did the same thing with the Dark Zone in The Division. You're not going to protect me from griefers? You're not going to create systems that make it an approachable and enjoyable experience? Then frick the Dark Zone. And people stopped going in. They spoke with their engagement. I spoke with my engagement in Sea of Thieves. I spoke with my engagement in Rogue Games. Try them for a little bit, see the value, this game's not for me, and I walk away. No one has ever said for Sea of Thieves to be, get PvP out of there, take it out of there. It's There are aspects of this game where PvP completely ruins what this game is supposed to be. It's supposed to be a fun pirate dress-up game. And I'm, 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 I'm having my entire night ruined by a griefer. Like, come on. I, th- that's that's not remotely the same as somebody saying, can you give me an easy mode in Dark Souls? They're not the same. Surely Rare knew there'd be griefers when they designed the game? Yeah, maybe. They've they've tried, they've tried different things to uh, to eliminate it. And again, I think as Sea of Thieves evolves, they're seeing griefing and PvP has its downsides, and so they're changing it. They're changing it. The developers are saying, eh, well, we don't think we want griefing and killing to be happening in here because it really grates against what we want people to experience. We want people to experience a puzzle-solvey little mission-questy area. That doesn't jive with some dude that can grief the frick out of your face and ruin your night. That doesn't jive with that. Now, out on the open seas, being a pirate, like, sure, PvP belongs in that arena but even in that arena PvP has its downsides and its flaws you can grief, you can exploit there's zero risk for griefers who boot up and just want to wreck people's ships and steal their stuff all night they got no skin of the game, they got no risk those are flaws in the design it's like, that's not really how we intended this to be we intended it to be a game where it felt like the high seas were wild and raucous and crazy. And that happens to an extent, but then there are downsides and limitations. The only downsides and limitations to Demon Souls games, Dark Souls games, whatever, not having difficulty spectrum, the only downside there is they don't appeal to people looking for that. But the game at its core, it, it doesn't suffer because there's no easy mode. It's not like, well, these boss fights would be a whole lot better if there was easy mode. No, they, they designed it this way from the ground up to be a really, really tough fight. They're not, they're not, there's no flaw in the absence of an easy mode. 
there are blatant flaws in the PvP aspects of Sea of Thieves, admitted by the developers themselves. Griefing an outpost is something that they've tried to minimize. They've tried to minimize it. They've tried to minimize the griefing that could take place in the tall tales of the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff. Why? Because that's not what they want to happen. Here the dev disagrees with Lono, and Lono calls it a design flaw. When Lono agrees with the dev, it's an essential part of the experience. No, 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 no. The devs themselves have said that griefing and killing is something they're working to minimize in Sea of Thieves. And when they launched this brand new Pirate's Life, Pirates of the Caribbean thing, they said, as the developers, there will be no PvP. Why? It's not the point. If you're out on the high seas, part of that is there might be fights. That's what the game's point and intention is. I'm not saying that's a flaw. Griefing? Yeah, griefing's a bit of a flaw. That's a rough edge of having PvP, right? You're speaking of the inclusion of PvP generally? I've actually never said that's a design flaw. I have said, even in my video about it the other day, I said, you can't just completely take PvP out of Sea of Thieves. You would be gutting an aspect of its identity. I believe there are better ways to approach PvP. I talked about how to improve, enhance, and evolve the PvP aspects in Sea of Thieves to make it more risk-laden for the griefers, more rewarding for the people that want to go in there or maybe don't want to go in there. I talked about ways to improve it, not gut it. I didn't say remove it, like, oh, get PvP out of here altogether. No, I actually think that'd be a terrible thing for Sea of Thieves. That would be just as destructive to Sea of Thieves as adding an easy mode to Dark Souls. So, like, I I do, I never want to have Sea of Thieves basically be sail the high seas, no one can touch you. Like, no, 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 I don't think so. But at its heart, a pirate's life is meant to be about you experiencing the Pirates of the Caribbean story and not have somebody shooting you in the back. It's not It's not meant to be that, right? And we saw how quickly it, it, it got frustrating for me when I was with people and I wasn't really supposed to be with people. I got killed. They were rushing around. They were solving puzzles. I was getting left behind. It was irritating. It didn't translate into a fun, mysterious puzzle-solving campaign. So... That's that's where I see a giant difference here in the discussion is even people that would love to see PvE options or areas in Sea of Thieves. I've never met a single person that was like, get PvP out of Sea of Thieves. Just get it out of there. It's terrible. No, they're like, you got to give us a way to avoid this sometimes. Gee, many Christmas. You know, and if you don't, Lots of folks just don't play. They uninstall. There was a guy who wrote an article the other night about Sea of Thieves, and he said he's one crash away from uninstalling the game. And he went through this big, long story about how he spent three hours getting all of this loot, and then the game crashed, and him and his buddy were back in the lobby, and they couldn't get any of their stuff. And I'm like, it's funny how if a player did that to you, that's totally fine that you just wasted three hours. But because the game crashed it's suddenly a problem. <laughs> it's like, you do understand, like, if somebody would have rolled up on you, killed you, and stole all of your stuff, you would have been saying the same thing. I just had three hours of my life wasted, right? In Dark Souls, if you spend three hours losing against a boss, I, I would put money on the table saying, at the end of that three hours, you're closer to victory than you were at the beginning. And that's what you've gained. In Sea of Thieves, they need to make it to where, if you get plundered after three hours... 
you're not staring down the barrel of literally I just wasted my entire evening I have nothing to show for it (laughs) it's literally a game woven with progress that can be taken from you by a random person griefing like it just I don't know I don't feel like they're equivalent at all uh, in the realm of uh, discussions about uh, about game design I, I feel like they're very different and I do feel like Rare is opening up their minds to the idea of maybe we could have these two worlds exist to where sometimes if you want to go do this thing there's not going to be PvP but if you go out here on the high seas man yeah, that's just where that's that's pirate's life that's it you're going to get attacked you know you're going to potentially lose all your stuff did we hit a thousand votes that's the first time one of our in chat polls hit a thousand votes thank you everybody who has voted on that poll do you think there should be an easy mode in Elden Ring Really great turnout today and really great results on that poll. Thank you. Now, there are other things for us to talk about that you can submit questions right now. So paying members, I believe we only have one question submitted by Ashen. So if you want to get your questions in and get ahead of the line, uh, we want to see engagement with that Q&A command uh, in chat. Uh, that way we, we really feel that second half of the show is really really enjoyable and fun and we appreciate everybody who takes part you guys are awesome bugs are the toughest bosses in dark alliance huge bugs <laughs> I'm just hoping quietly for Lona to roast the dark alliance real good yeah yeah yeah, yeah. oh I will I will um, let me get my notes up here for our micro gaming news segment so if you are new, we do a lot of different things on the show. We just spent about two hours debating the uh, Elden Ring easy mode, and you guys can certainly continue to debate that. Again, if you're a paying member and you didn't get a chance to be a part of that discussion, you can, if you'd like, you can submit a question that'll enable you uh, to be a part of that, and then I have to read it. It's on the screen, all right? Um, okay. So this first one, uh, this first news story is about Dragon Age 4 uh, information. So let me run through this for you. Uh, Let me run through this for you. Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Dragon Age 4 information that got sort of accidentally leaked into the PlayStation Store. If you're watching this on my shorts channel, thank you for doing that. Hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss these short uploads. Or you can check me on my main channel, SNTR Presents, where I do a live show and record these. So this has been a long-awaited game, and obviously after everything that happened with Anthem, there is a lot of concern about Dragon Age. And this happened just yesterday, and it's really pointing to some potential things that could happen in late July with EA Play. So Games Radar reported on this and said, A Dragon Age 4-related alpha file has been discovered on the PlayStation Store database. Just yesterday, on June 22nd, so two days ago, a Twitter account called PlayStation Game Size, which trawls the PlayStation Store database searching for new listings, they uncovered a file relating to Dragon Age 4. And you can see they had a tweet where the file is apparently launching at some point in July and is allegedly related to an alpha test of the upcoming game. So, what's happened here... 
what's happened here is not only is the file in there that seems like it might be related to some sort of an alpha test or beta test or something but it's set to go live in july now this is making people assume a lot of different things because ea play is slated in july as well june was really big for e3 announcements and all these different things and this obviously is making people look to ea play so we cannot assume that dragon age 4 is getting a public alpha test but instead, it might be a strong sign that the upcoming RPG from BioWare will be present at EA Play Showcase later in the month. So July 22nd at 1 p.m. Eastern is EA Play. Now, we're going to cover that on the main channel. We're going to cover that on SNTR Presents and stream it and break it down, discuss it, do q and I'll do little reaction vids for this shorts channel. Now, additionally, the listing itself gives an indicator as to the stage of development in Dragon Age 4. It's been a fair few years since the sequel was first announced, and it's nonetheless a positive sign that BioWare's next game could be entering its alpha phase of development as early as next month. Right? This could be a sign that they've gotten a lot done with the game. Now, the worry would be, again, after what happened with Anthem, that they're rushing or that they're crunching or whatever, and you would hope that this alpha test is in a, either a good place or at least it's ready for the public to see it. Over the last few years, according to this article, there have been stories of Dragon Age 4 changes in the course of development. At one point, live service elements of the game were reportedly entirely scrapped after Bioware's online shooter Anthem completely flopped and was later cancelled when they were planning to do a reboot. So there were live service elements of Dragon Age 4 that apparently got completely gutted and taken out. Why? Because Anthem did so poorly. It's like, look, you guys can't do this. You're not good at it, right? It's fair to say that fans have been concerned over the state of the game amid reports of reboots and departures of key developers. So a lot of people did leave, a lot of shakeups in staff over the course of the last few years. Back in 2019, EA estimated that Dragon Age 4 would likely be launching in 2022 or possibly later. Since then, the game's executive producer and BioWare's general manager both departed the studio late last year, December 2020, despite being forced to work entirely from home. BioWare staff has reassured fans that they are making progress on this sequel, and now we have information that might indicate we get to see something about it in July. We'll obviously keep the news coming about EA Play when we cover it, as well as any more information about Dragon Age 4. And as always, if you like these short gaming news videos and segments, hit subscribe and the bell button, and I will see you in the next video. (coughs) Excuse me. Anthem was the best Iron Man game ever made. <laughs> it's so true. It's so true, dude. What's the next one? Aliens Fire Team Elite. Ah, uh, it's so true. We'll loop this. So this one, they literally just announced not only the launch date, but they announced the uh, the name change. This one kind of took me by surprise. Uh, they announced a name change here uh, for this one. Aliens Fireteam Elite. Uh, <clears throat> so I've got a lot to say about this one because of Rainbow Six Extraction.
Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Aliens Fireteam Elite. Got a name change and a launch date. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, hit subscribe and the bell button. Thanks for watching over here on Shorts. Head over to my main channel if you want to catch the live streams where I record these. So, I covered this game on my main channel when we first saw gameplay of it, and I thought, man, it looks dope. It looks kind of promising. Aliens Fireteam was the original name. Now it's Aliens Fireteam Elite. And my big take was, it looks like a fun, harken back to the old school days of a Friday night with the boys, a Friday night with your friends, just playing a game where you get to shoot aliens. And this game looked to offer that. I got a little concerned during E3, when Rainbow Six Extraction finally got seen by the public as well as a launch date for later this year, 2021. The very first thing I said was, that game, Rainbow Six Extraction, poses a potential problem for Aliens Fireteam. Number one, it looked a lot more polished and it has a very, very large fan base already. So people are already looking at Rainbow Six Siege and its success and it really turned things back around and that established fan base could pose a potential problem for Aliens Fireteam. Now you just saw at the end, August 24th, is the official launch date for Aliens Fireteam, and that could have happened in response to Rainbow Six Extraction. I said, listen, if, if Extraction comes out first, Fireteam's going to be in a real bad way. Okay, I don't believe that one game can kill another, but sometimes the stars align in a way that can be very, very damaging and destructive to a game's reception as well as its popularity. This happened with Battleborn and Overwatch's beta. At the time, there was too many similarities to deny the fact that Overwatch likely played a pretty big role in Battleborn not being very well received. Now, Battleborn was a pretty bad game and rough around the edges as it was when you just played the PvE experience. But the PvP didn't have a prayer in comparison to the Blizzard fan base as well as just how good Overwatch was in comparison. So, Aliens Fireteam, this is reported by Eurogamer, comes out on the 24th of August for PC on Steam, PlayStation 5, PS4, Xbox Series X and X, as well as the Xbox One. Fireteam Elite is a cooperative third-person survival shooter in which you play as a marine against the Xenomorph threat. Now, you face off waves as well as Wayland synthetic foes, and there's three-player co-op with the option of AI teammates. It's 23 years after the original Alien trilogy, and the four campaigns introduce new storylines to the Alien universe, according to the official blurb. So, you can even, like, create and customize your marine. So this is going to be in that vein of games like if you see any of the gameplay footage for Back for Blood, the Left 4 Dead series where you and a couple of people go against waves and waves of zombies and everything is sort of contained in almost episodic campaign, campaign-like stories that sort of lead forward. These games obviously get progressively harder as well. The deeper you go in the facilities, the aliens change and become more challenging and leveling your character, your abilities, skills, and things like that plays a significant role in your power in the game. Launching in August, I'm fairly certain their original plan was late 2021. 
So that getting bumped to August is a little concerning. It's like, did you guys crunch? Are you rushing this because you want to get to market before extraction? That could lead to problems. It could be buggy. It could not be ready for prime time. It could have issues and that will hurt its reception. We will definitely be covering this and playing this and I will obviously provide my thoughts on it as a longtime fan of Aliens. You know, I watched the movies growing up and I think they're great and I've always thought there could be a really good Aliens game and this could be a fun party one to throw in the mix. If you like these videos, hit subscribe and the bell button and I'll see you in the next video. <coughs> Will Fireteam have a story mode? It's kind of its own. They're, they're, yeah, they're stories, but they're super contained. <coughs> it looks like Apex is rewinding the map to give you a trip down memory lane to what the game was when it first came out. If that's, if that's what I'm reading in chat. Uh, correctly. And then this one's about Forspoken. Forspoken looks pretty awesome. I think this looks pretty awesome. This looks pretty promising. Okay. And then we'll move on uh, to Q&A after this, okay? Hey, thanks for clicking on the video. This one's going to be about Forspoken and some really interesting commentary from the developers about this game. If you like these shorter gaming news videos, be sure to hit subscribe and the bell button so you don't miss my uploads or check out my main streaming channel listed below where we record these and have live discussions. So this was reported by The Gamer. If you've not seen the Forspoken trailer, it will run next to me. I really encourage you to watch this on your own at 4K, crank it up full screen and really enjoy the gameplay because it looks very, very promising. So the gamer reported that the devs behind Forspoken shared a new video dedicated to AMD's Fidelity FX Super Resolution technology. In its partnership showcase with AMD, Square Enix's Luminous Productions noted that it aims to achieve the highest quality visuals ever in an open world title. Now, if you've ever played an open world game, Okay, you know that generally the larger the world, the lower the performance. This happened in Uncharted 4. If you compared Uncharted PvP to Uncharted 4's gameplay, the open world obviously had issues with frame rate. It got a little stuttery and a little glitchy sometimes because it was humongous and beautiful, and that does affect what they can do. As you can see, just from those flashes of gameplay, Forspoken has set its sights on being an amazing, very fluid, high-fidelity open-world game, and a lot of the technology behind it is how they're going to achieve that. These are glimpses of new gameplay footage from the ambitious project and some interesting comments from studio head Takeshi Aramaki. According to Aramaki, the studio's vision is to, quote, create games unlike anything experienced before, fusing the world's latest technologies with art. Now, considering Forspoken's fast-paced traversal mechanics, the devs had to be very precise with the optimization to deliver both high resolution and steady frame rate. Even on my brand new television that, that the stream got me, when I play Ghost of Tsushima, the dynamic resolution scaling that happens when I'm on the horse, I notice it now because the TV is is awesome. And I, and I see every grain of sand, right? I see everything. And so fast movement is typically one of the greater challenges for high fidelity graphics, high frame rates, and high resolution. So Forspoken is attempting to use this thing called Fidelity FX Super Resolution. Uh, did we not loop that? We must not have looped that. Sorry. 
Um, the developers noted that they take this uh, Fidelity FX Super Resolution and they call it an embodiment of that philosophy. It's an ideal upscaling solution because of its compatibility with various platforms and fast processing speeds. The technology predictably provides a significant performance boost when running for Spoken at 4K 60fps. Okay. Excuse me. So this technology is enabling them to do something that they couldn't do before. They noted it only took one day to implement the technology into Forspoken, and the process was very simple and straightforward. They didn't notice any problems, even when using dynamic resolution. As Aramaki stated, the difference between the highest quality settings and native resolution rendering is undetectable. However, there was no comparison from an image quality standpoint with, with and without the usage of the Fidelity FX in the new video. Fidelity FX Super Resolution is akin to NVIDIA's DLSS. Now, if you've heard of DLSS, they're putting in other games. It really ramps up the performance and smoothness of the game with literally just a flip of a switch basically in the background. There still is an important difference between them. AMD's technology does not use machine learning algorithms, and the picture is upscaled and reconstructed in high definition from a lower resolution. Forspoken will tell the story of Frey Holland, as you can see her here, and it's set to launch on PS5 and PC in 2022. The Xbox version will arrive no earlier than 24 months later. So they're looking to use the technology to do things that have never been seen before and in big giant open world games like this i can't wait to see the results if you like these shorter gaming news videos hit subscribe and the bell button and i'll see you in the next video okay so while you guys are submitting your q a questions about any of the things i just covered okay any of the things i just covered we uh we're gonna do q a next so if you're a paying member you can submit questions about the elden ring debate that we just had this morning we debated the easy mode so if you missed that debate you want to throw your hat in the ring as a paying member maybe you want to become a paying member and take advantage of q a be sure to do that uh dragon age 4 dragon age 4 was also discussed today about a possible appearance at the ea play event in july uh, so we will be, you know, allowing questions about that. We also discussed uh, Aliens Fire Team. Uh, Aliens Fire Team got a name change and a launch date of August, and I think this is in direct response to uh, Rainbow Six Extraction. I, I personally think those games are potentially uh, in in uh, in competition. And then for Spoken, uh, the Forspoken Tech. That we were taking a look at uh, is also on the docket for your questions that you can submit. I need to move these files really quickly to upload them to the channel. Hit like, hit subscribe, and the bell button. Give me just one second here. <clears throat> Doot. Okay. So the reason we do this is we have an upload channel. You can use the shorts command 
Uh, you can use the shorts command if you want to support that channel. If you like little short, like four minute, six minute videos, can't always make the live stream. The shorts channel is there to help with that if that's the kind of content that you're looking for. Boo, boo, boo. Uh-huh. Okay. We got four videos to upload. Boom. Mm-mm-mm. Now I think, can I hit this? save and close and does it keep uploading yeah if i hit save and close and it keeps uploading these should all upload without the risk of me messing with their with what like what they look like um all right there's your first question get your questions submitted i'll be right back i'm gonna hit some ads hit subscribe hit like Get us a nice like milestone. Thanks for all the new people being here today.
All right. Thanks, guys, for sticking around for Q&A. We're going to do a members-only post as well. Uh, Thank you to all the new subscribers, uh, as well as the members who have submitted questions. Uh, Let's see here. Do... (laughs) That's a great thumbnail. Avengers. Oh, no. (laughs) Oh, man. Poor Avengers. Change the bar back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hang on. Um... Oh, I also need to change this. Hang on. Bye bye, R. Wait, that's not right. Um, hang on. You sent me the bye bye R Q and A, and I didn't save it. Oh, I'm an idiot. Hang on. Uh, one second, chat. There we go. Um, what, what did I do to the media source? Oh, I know what I did. Hang on. Hang on. I need to come here and do paste reference and then just drop it enough. There we go. Okay. Thanks creature. I was like, what the frick did I do? I forgot that we had different scenes for Q and a. Just ordered two shirts with your promo, thanks. Oh, thank you. Thank you. We greatly appreciate you guys using my code over there on 80s Tees. Um, that does support me, so thank you. And it does give you a very nice discount, you know. 30% off. That ain't bad, you know. That ain't bad. Uh, let's see here. Q&A is starting for members about the topics listed below. Okay. All channel member all channel members post. Okay. Mm. All right. Live Q&A is starting about all the topics below. Okay. Little tweet, tweet. Little members post. See if we can't get this the second half of the stream. Bounce back a little bit. Get some good questions from you guys. Uh, first question is coming in um, about Elden Ring, Dark Souls, that kind of a that kind of a discussion that we had, and it is from Ashen. Lona would love to know your thoughts on the invasion mechanic for Dark Souls. Simply, when you co-op, your world gets opened up to someone who wants to kill you. People can't invade bosses. 
I have never been a big fan of this, um, and you guys will know this from all of my commentary about all sorts of other games. Uh, from my commentary on Sea of Thieves to my to my commentary on um, Gambit. My commentary on Gambit, my commentary on Sea of Thieves, and my commentary on this question are all going to come from a very similar vantage point. I despise having my experience disrupted by other people. Um, I think it's inherently stupid. Uh, it's one thing for me and you to enter a boxing ring and say, all right, let's get ready to fight. It's completely different for me to be walking to the grocery store and all of a sudden you jump in front of me and want a box. And I'm like, no, get the frick out of my way. <laughs> like, I'm going to the grocery store. You see, like... If I'm sailing the high seas, if I'm if I'm working on getting through an area in Dark Souls, if I'm if I'm doing whatever in Gambit, it's like dude, leave me alone. You see what I'm saying? Another person disrupting what you're aiming at doing, I think is just intrinsically frustrating and stupid. I just despise it. I don't like it. Now other people like it, right? People they think the idea is they loved it in uh, Watch Dogs. They love the idea that somebody could enter your world and and start hacking. Uh, and start disrupting your experience. So, I get the appeal. I find it to be incredibly annoying. Okay? Um, And again, mainly it's because I think there's a big difference between saying, let's jump in a boxing ring, and I understand, and I go into it with the anticipation and and the idea of boxing you, and you suddenly jumping in front of me when I'm walking to the grocery store and being like, hey, let's have a boxing match right now. Um, and I get what you're saying. Hey, you got help. Here's some mayhem for the world. Sure, 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 sure. Uh, I, I, I get that. I get the nature and the spirit of what you're saying and why they do it. I, I do. I understand why, uh, that's a thing. Um, um, the, uh, we just got a copyright, um, claim for the trailer that we used in one of the videos from today from EA, DAI April trailer, no mnemonic. So you can't use a trick. Wow. Hilarious. The Dragon Age trailer that we used. Whatever. We're just trying to grow that channel. I'm not worried about it. <laughs> it's fine. Don't monetize it. Don't give them any money. Um, so I, I don't, yeah, I just, yeah, consent and assumption of risk. Yeah, I just, I don't know. Um, to me, to me, it's really, really irritating. And to other people, it's the chaos. It's the surprise. It's the, you know, surprise. Mother- they, they love that element in the game. And they, they think it adds, I don't know. Uh, we need 12 more likes to roll the likes over. Thank you, everybody who's here today. Uh, enjoyed the debate heavily. Enjoyed meeting so many new people. Uh, but it'd be great if we could roll those likes over. We had so many people here earlier, and we set our sights on 400. And man, uh, it must have just been a lot of drive-by folks interested in the in the fireworks and the debate. It was fun. It was fun. I can see why they stopped by. We had a good time. If you guys missed it, you're going to want to go back and watch it. It was a good debate. Imagine fair use. Yeah, it's literally a muted trailer, and I'm talking over it, and it's like it's not even full screen. But whatever. Uh, by the way, if you want to chime in in chat and be a part of the discussion or take the poll or any of those things, be sure to subscribe to the channel. You do need to be a subscriber to, uh, to talk in chat. 
Uh, anyone else just lose picture and see a black screen? I would just tell that person to refresh if you can still see me. Um, I'm not noticing any dips or problems on my end. Everything seems to be fine. So, that's my thought on an Ashen. I, I just, I don't like it, and uh, I avoid that kind of thing at all cost. Next question from Ratchet. The first Souls game being hard was accidental. Do you think if the very first time they made the game with an easy... Uh, and it was hard as it would be this without it. Would it be a problem? Um, so the gist of the question here is if it would have originally launched with an easy mode, you know, would this be a problem? I got news for you. I don't think we'd be having this discussion and I don't think we'd be talking about from software. I I don't think we'd be talking about Elden Ring. I'm serious. I don't think we would. I think part of what they achieved was... It's called the the phrase that I like to use sometimes, and you know I've I, I've heard it before uh, used by people, you know, with respect to like recording an album, uh, you know, and they catch lightning in a bottle, you know. So, Foo Fighters, the color and the shape, they caught lightning in a bottle. Okay, they just did. It's an amazing album. Dave Grohl goes back and re-records the drum tracks, and it's just, it's its easily one of their strongest, most complete albums uh, in existence. They caught lightning in a bottle. Every once in a while, something like that happens. They're in the studio, and something special happens, okay? Um, and what Ashton is saying, um, Dark Souls was the spiritual successor to Demon Souls. Well, Ratchet did put here the first Souls game being hard was accidental, so maybe they're referring to Demon Souls. Um, I don't know if there's any proof of this. If From Software has ever said that Demon Souls was like accidentally really, really challenging. Okay, let's just say for the sake of the argument that Demon Souls was initially like, oops. We accidentally made it really hard. I think that's unlikely, but I think they caught lightning in a bottle. It was like, this is amazing. A game that is literally just... it. And, and here's what it harkens back to. Truth be told, all right? Truth be told, I would not be surprised if one of the reasons the Souls franchise is so popular... I'll tell you one of the reasons is probably popular. A lot of the people that play grew up on Nintendo. And if you cut your teeth on old games, Nintendo games especially, this harkens back to that game period of, it's hard, deal with it. Contra, you get three lives, unless obviously you do the cheat code, right? Go back to the beginning. Suck it up, cupcake. I think this is one of the reasons that rogues are so popular. Rogues harken back to the punishing, hard, you're dead, go back to the start. It harkens back to that era of time. And so, I don't think the first Souls game being hard was accidental. I don't. Even if it was, it doesn't matter. They caught lightning in a bottle. They made something that suddenly was like, this is it. This is a new game with the spirit of the old. It's like, nope, no help. No tutorial, no hand-holding, beat it, or or get out. Dude, go back and play Battletoads. Go back and play, like, the original Mario. They are unbelievably hard games. They're tough, and they don't do anything to care or meet you in the middle. There's no easy mode. There's There's no extra lives, you know what I mean? 
There's nothing. Snow got banned on TikTok? Why? I saw her post on Instagram. That was totally within the realm of what they post there. People post that kind of stuff all the time. I don't... She didn't break the rules. I mean, they got rules and she didn't break them. That's weird. Did they give her an email? Did they say? Like, what's going on? Seems a little strange. We need six more likes, chat. Hey, if you're new and tuning in, we're doing a live Q&A session. You can ask questions about any of the topics over there. Elden Ring. We had Dragon Age 4 information. Aliens Fireteam Elite got a launch date. And uh, Forspoken devs had some commentary about what they're aiming to do uh, in their uh, in their latest in their game. She's looking into it. Yeah, that's really, really weird. I mean, <laughs> brother. <laughs> Instagram is nothing more than like a TikTok bot farm. And I've seen some videos from TikTok and I'm just like, I'm like I gotta like wipe my eyes. I'm like, oh my gosh. I'm like, I feel dirty watching that. Like, she, <laughs> what she had was very tame in comparison to what I've seen from TikTok. <laughs> she, that's pretty tame, dude. I, I don't know. Every time I open up Instagram, it's nothing but bot accounts that have stolen like stolen like the hottest videos from TikTok, and I'm like, gee, money, Christmas. I am never going over to that app. <laughs> I'm not going over there. That is a minefield. Um, so, so, back to the topic at hand, though. This is why I think you're seeing... I wouldn't even call it a resurgence. I would call it a growing groundswell. Maybe not groundswell. It's a growing following for Souls-esque games and rogue games. Because my generation is making and playing games right now. And we grew up on Nintendo. And funny enough, me growing up on Nintendo actually is why I don't like a lot of these games. I just don't. I'm like, look, man, we don't we don't need that anymore. You know? You can make a game. You can make a game where it's accessible, beatable, maybe, you know, give me a few extra lives, whatever the case may be, right? I'm actually I actually arrive at a completely different um, conclusion than everybody else because I played those games and because I, you know, I didn't actually enjoy how hard and how challenging they were. But I'm telling you right now, this is one of the reasons why that's, that is exactly why they do it this way. That's exactly why people like them. That's exactly why they have this strange appeal because there are people who grew up on those games and they miss that era of gaming. Dude, I went back and played Perfect Dark with my brother in the Rare Replay, whatever that was, where they had all the Rare games. I went back and played that with my brother. And I was so shocked, but also confused, because I was like, oh my gosh, they totally do not hold your hand in this game. They don't. They don't tell you where to go. They don't care. They don't care, like at all they're like nah dude just figure it out find the room find the key and you're just wandering around looking for it no markers no arrows no nothing it it sort of surprised me and it sort of it was a little like it it was like wow games have really really changed games have really really become something different back then there weren't waypoints. There weren't arrows. There weren't go over here to this room and do this thing. It was just no. Find the car. You know, find the key card. It's somewhere here. You know. 
once you get the key card yeah okay go, go find the door I, what where is the door you know where's the door I don't know where the door is Adventure Island Double Dragon Blaster Master Ninja Gaiden so many good ones yeah yeah yeah, yeah. dude Double Dragon and Battletoads I remember my brother playing those games and I just I could not believe how hard they were you know my older brother I don't know if he ever actually pulled it off but he was trying to beat the original Battletoads because it was just so insanely hard right it was so insanely hard and and he he was he was doing his darndest to beat it. I remember he would get really really far. There were ice levels. Um, there were there were uh, levels with like um, there were levels with uh, these snakes that would go really 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 fast. Uh, it was nuts. It was it was it was genuinely nuts. And I couldn't believe how how much he uh, he he how much time he put into it. I couldn't I couldn't believe it genuinely could not believe it. I was like, yeah, I could never do this. You know, older Zelda games never held your hand. That's true. Bubble Bobble. Okay, Bubble Bobble is one of the craziest games ever made because the true ending, the true ending is like a secret ending. It's like a secret ending. It's You got to go through like a warp and then after you go through the warp, you fight like the real boss. You fight a real boss. It's like, what like this is insane it's not even there is no real boss there is no like you know what I'm saying like it's not like a real boss what I mean is like there is no real genuine ending if you unless you do the actual like secret warp and then you fight like and you don't and the boss doesn't look any different by the way the boss doesn't look any different in the original bubble bobble it's crazy it is it's genuinely crazy it really really is nuts uh next question from king keys with the inclusion of spirits that can be upgraded should that be enough for people who want an easy mode now this is a good aspect of elden ring to bring up for a couple of reasons um they have said that if you take the time to sort of research and make sure everything is good to go and you're really you're, you know you're checking all your boxes they have said you can overcome a lot of the challenges in Elden Ring. They've said that. They've said, look, you can meet these on the battlefield. You can pull in people for help, the spirits, the you know, everything else. They also said if you do different builds and different approaches to the combat, you're you're gonna you're gonna find that you can manage this game. Okay. Now, keep in mind, they're saying that to an audience that that eats, breathes, sleeps, and understands and speaks the language of a souls game so if you jump in fresh and you think you're going to be able to just figure this game out well i got news for you that's that's probably not the case you're going to have to learn some very very hard lessons and that's going to be something long term that you know you're going to have to decide whether or not you can get over those humps and those lessons because you're not i don't think you're just going to like boot up the game and say oh hey i'm here and I'm ready to beat it and ready to figure it out. Uh, I don't know about that. I think people that understand Souls games are going to understand the layers of strategy and the weapons and the builds and the different things and the different approaches to combat. And that is likely that is likely going to be how uh, you have to approach it. So if you're not a Souls player, you're going to 
likely you're going to have to ask your friend or somebody for help. You're going to say, "Listen, I'm I'm trying to beat this. I'm trying to figure this thing out, and I can't I can't I can't figure it out." And they're going to have to kind of say, "Oh, well, you do this build, that build." This is where there's going to be videos, there's going to be tutorials, there's going to be guides and channels that you know are going to be there to to maybe help newer players kind of get into it. This is one of the reasons why I had the idea that I had. I was like, well, you could do almost like a catalyst, you know, you do like a catalyst of, hey, you know, this is, this is, this is the way the combat, this is the way it flows. This is how you can adapt or change your build according to boss type and different things. And then that might give them enough of an understanding to say, oh, now I understand how to navigate these systems and change my build or, you know, approach combat completely differently. Um, don't worry Lono Ash and I will be around to carry you in Elden Ring yeah I know people are going to want to carry me uh, through Elden Ring but I, I'm not I'm not necessarily uh, looking to do that I'm not I, I, I might want to just try it by myself for a while before I just like pull people in all the, all the Nintendo talk time to dust off the old system and put some more hours into it I'm telling you those old games are brutal dude go play Punch Out Go play the original Punch-Out and, and get to Soda Popinski and tell me that games back then were not unbelievably hard and punishing, dude. Those games... Punch-Out gets really, really hard, man. Really, really hard. It's tough. It's tough. And that was the era of gaming back then. They, they didn't... They, number one, they were forging new ground. So the idea of like... A boxing game that got harder and harder the more you went. Yeah, Super Macho Man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Soda Popinski, Super Macho Man, uh, Mr. Sandman. It, that game gets tough, dude. Tough. Um, and and back then, that was new territory. The idea of a game getting harder and harder and harder. That was new territory. How hard can you make it? You know, how beatable is the content? What's the margin of error that the player can make before failure happens? You know, how much how much can you play the game before you get to a point where you're like, yeah, I just I'm not gonna get good enough. Bald bull, oh, bald bull was a joke. Now the second bald bull, it could be pretty hard. Yeah, 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 because he would do like his do 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 do, and he would go back only halfway, put it put it and you'd have to like hit him in the stomach. Yeah. Shinobi was unforgiving. The first time I ever have a, had a meltdown as a gamer, I believe I was like 9 or 10 years old and I was playing Super Metroid and I got stuck in front of Mother Brain and I kept bumping my head and I couldn't get out of the lava that was burning me and so I didn't even get to do the fight. Like, I, ma- I jumped, made one mistake, slipped in and fell down in her chamber and I couldn't get out. And I mean, I like I, I was I was absolutely devastated. I cried. I threw the controller. I got in trouble. Like it was a traumatic, traumatic event. I mean, that's that's a memory. That is a gaming memory that I have. A gaming memory that I have. It's like, wow. Like how punishing, how brutal, how devastating. Because you got to spend some time before you go to Mother Brain. You don't just go strutting into Mother Brain. Right? You don't. You don't you don't just go strutting into Mother Brain's chambers. You gotta spend some time getting geared up, getting all your cells filled. It was it was it was it was a tough game. And I, I love Metroidvania games now, you know. I think it happened yesterday? No. 
I actually, you, you guys, you guys are, you know, obviously teasing, but I actually have gotten a whole lot better at handling the salt and the rage. I used to go, I used to flip out back when I played Call of Duty. I mean, I would flip out, lose it. And then a couple of years ago, I would get pretty salty. And now I do my best to vent my frustration and then move on. You know what I mean? You can never do that with a controller today. You'd have a pile of plastic pieces. Oh, you'd be so mad at yourself too. Oh, you'd be so mad at yourself. Because controllers are so expensive now. Sony controllers especially. The Nintendo Pro controllers. Oh man, they're so expensive. You'd be so mad throwing a controller and breaking it these days. Metroid was your favorite Nintendo game? Yeah, yeah. Good old Fortnite rage. Oh, that was a dark time for many reasons. And Fortnite was just the the pinprick I needed to blow up. Oh man, those were those were dark days, dude. Those were dark days. Uh. Gritter with the next uh, question regarding Elden Ring. Do you think if From Software gave the video game journalist a month of early access under NDA, is that a better alternative to making an easy mode for them? I don't have a whole lot of love for a lot of the gaming journalist uh, industry because most of them lack integrity. A lot of them are very dishonest. I, I just I don't have a whole lot of love for that industry. Now, a lot of the industry, if they're just regurgitating trailers, information, and interviews, that's totally fine. But with respect to like actually covering things, especially everything that went down with me, it's like you guys have zero integrity, like none, no honesty. You, you farm clicks and you and you're you're basically clickbait in journalistic form, right? They're not even I wouldn't even call them journalists. Like most of them aren't journalists. They're they're they don't have the they don't have the the credentials or the background or the education. That's why they don't have journalistic integrity. So to be quite honest, I don't I don't give a frick about them and them getting the game early. Like I don't care. You know what I mean? You you, you have an established fan base of, of people. Um, you have an established fan base of people and video, uh, you know, video outlets, right? You have plenty of people that could get their hands on this and sink into it early. Now, there are outlets that I really appreciate and I like. I think they've got good stuff, like the Gamer, uh, Eurogamer, and Games Radar. I think their stuff's usually pretty on point, um, but they don't they don't really get involved in, in certain things either. So you don't have to worry about them, like. Like, there there are certain outlets that I think are better than others. Even if you go to the outlets that aren't really clickbaity and write and write what I think are good pieces of, of 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 gaming news, right? Even if you go to the good outlets, I mean, I I, I still don't necessarily think they're owed anything. They're not owed anything. What about a YouTuber? L- let's imagine what what if what if PewDiePie was like, hey. I'm literally one of the largest YouTubers in existence, right? I'm one of the largest YouTubers in existence. And I want to I want to get a month of early access to Elden Ring so I have time to play it and and beat it and have reviews ready and put me under NDA or whatever. The developers can be like, "No, we don't we don't number one, we don't have a time frame or a window that lines up with that. Number two, you can get it, you know, 3 or 4 days early like everybody else." You know, it's three or four days early like everybody else you don't need to get it like a month before you see what I'm saying like fundamentally you're trying to solve a problem you're trying to solve for X gritter 
Gritter's like, all right, here's the problem. Reviewers want time to get far enough in the game to give it a good review. There was the guy that reviewed Returnal, and he didn't get very far. And he admitted to that in his in his review, right? But to a certain extent, that's that's life. That's that's a rogue. That's a punishing game. That's a game that, you know, it it wasn't designed to be beaten by by a reviewer, blogger, YouTuber in enough time to put out a review. You know what I mean? They get the game a week or two weeks early. Yeah, if they get it one to two weeks early, I think that's plenty of time. That's plenty of time. Because, listen, at this point, to be quite honest, you probably want there to be a spectrum of people that play it and have completely different experiences, right? You're, you're going you're gonna to have people that are like, hey, I, like, I couldn't get very far. This, is, this really isn't my cup of tea. But then you're going to have people that are like, I have beaten all the Souls games. I'm a huge Souls fan. And man, I got super far in this game. It is beautiful. It is brilliant. Because to be be honest, the reviews are going to hold a whole lot more weight with the audience looking at Elden Ring if they're written by people that are experienced in the Souls Souls franchise. You know what I mean? Um, Have you pleaded God to get past the level? I think a YouTuber named Fighting Cowboy could get it a month early. He helped many learn how to platinum all the Souls games. Oh, sure. I mean, if they have the right pull and the right draw and the right appeal, I, I could see that. Yeah. I could totally see that being a thing. Like, hey, you know, you've, you've got the right audience. Because that's what I was just kind of getting at. They probably want people who play their games and are really good at them. They want them to play and review the game. You know, digging the new logo. Thank you. As we sort of end Q&A and I'm eating my lunch, I'm going to explain to you guys what's going on with the logo and the branding just to kind of get get people's, you know, kind of loop you into our thought process. Um, uh, it was a long time coming and it was it was fun coming up with the new logo. We, we, we enjoyed we enjoyed the process. Uh, so and we appreciate all the positive response today as well. Seriously. Cowboy has great walkthroughs. Not just experienced people, but fans of the Souls franchise. Yeah, I think they have a vested interest in getting people that are like a fan of a Souls game to play and review their game. I do. I do. I mean, just look at the poll results, right? Almost 1,200 votes. If you haven't voted yet, you can vote in the poll in the chat. 78%. It's moving more towards an 80-20 split. Most of the people that tuned in today were like, no, absolutely not. No. No, it should not. It should not be... It should not be a... No, don't add an easy mode. Don't do it, right? And I think that's because fans of the franchise want another game in that vein. They want another Souls game. You know what I mean? That's what they're uh, they're aiming at. If a reviewer is unable to complete the game, I'm okay with that aspect of the review. Let me know the game is challenging. I actually thought that was very valuable to people who were thinking about getting Returnal. I did. I thought that was very valuable. It was like, this guy is literally writing a review, and he's like, look, man, I didn't get very far. And the guy was like, I relax with, with Souls games. You know, so I'm not sitting here. The guy was like, I'm not sitting here saying it's too hard. Oh, man, make it easy. He was like, this game's tough, dude. You know, I usually work and look, dig, work and lurk, dig the logo. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I appreciate that. They'll want Jacksepticeye to I too. He's a huge Bloodborne fan. Oh, yeah. They'll get all those guys in there early. 100%. You know? 
if we play our cards right, if we play our cards right, we could get the game early, you know? And listen, there is a certain appeal and there's a certain draw watching somebody like me like me play. There is. Because you're going to be like, oh man, I'm, I'm just like Lono, dude. He's losing it. He's getting mad. He's losing it, dude. Oh, he almost had that boss. Like, there's a certain draw and appeal to watching a com a more common man play. I'm not I'm not a Souls guy, right? I'm not I'm I'm decent at those games, but boy oh boy, I jump off the tracks pretty early. I I just don't have the endurance. I get irritated, you know. Saying that a rage guy might get it early too. Here's a huge Souls fan. Yeah, you know I'd be like, look, look. I ardently defended this game to not have an easy mode. Come watch me play it. And come watch me not get very far. <laughs> you know? Do you ever get blowback from devs for negative reviews? No, no. Listen, listen. I, I can be extremely critical. Some might even say I can be a little persnickety and picky. But I'm always fair. I'm always fair. I do, I do not just beat up games to beat up games. You know? I got hit by a car earlier, so now I can enjoy the stream. Well, I hope you got hit by a car while you were in a car and it was pretty minor. I hope, like, you didn't literally physically get hit while walking or something. Hope you're okay, Asha. I don't mind a review or not beating a game for a review, but you better believe their word uh, will be of lesser value to me than another reviewer who beat it. Maybe lesser value or, like, it just serves a different value. You know what I mean? Elden Ring has some Breath of the Wild vibes, too, with the fact that you have a horse in crafting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just fine. Day off of work. Uh, thanks for asking. Okay, good. Um, Wheezy says, I'm glad there's no easy mode, and yes, I'm gatekeeping. Get effed. <laughs> uh, it's good branding. The Santa Rage doesn't quite fit the content these days. Yeah, 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 yeah. We'll, we'll explain the branding shift, and it'll make sense. It's, uh, it, it took me a while to come around to what creature thought we should do with branding and different things and I've 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 really come around to the idea of where we've landed today and I I really like it. I think the I think the show today was excellent. I had a vision. I had a vision for doing periodic debate thumbnails and topics and today the turnout and the response and the poll and the chat and the new subs, bro. It was I was like this is what I want to see. I picked a topic that was slightly relevant, somewhat outside of my wheelhouse, and we just debated and got deep into opinion, and it was a blast. I am thrilled with today. I really am. Because we tried to do it with Breath of the Wild, and it didn't go very well. And I was like, nope, I believe in this format. I believe in it. Let's try it again. And today was a roaring success. So thank you. You always have to have that haircut. I know, I know, I know. Uh, don't discontinue the old branded shirts yet. I want to buy one for nostalgia. You, you, you're gonna run out of time, Hex. You better hurry. You better hurry. <laughs> you better hurry. I, I demand. I demand payment, right? From uh, from a Hex only fans. I demand payment if I keep it up for you. Uh, Android apps are coming natively to Windows 11. Oh man, all the Windows 11 news is, is looking kind of cool. 
Ratchet, uh, Ratchet says, this is about aliens. Okay, so we covered Aliens Fireteam Elite. Do you think they changed their name because of the Rainbow Extracted being all about elite soldiers and the same type of theme? The developer's like, let's make our game soldiers sound like they're on the same level as Rainbow. No, I don't think so. You were on a bike? Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Asha, that's that is that's dangerous. I hope I, I'm glad that you're okay. <clears throat> you're you're <laughs> a day off of work. I mean that, that's that's not too bad. That is not too bad. No, I don't think this is the name the, the, a reason for the name change. Ratchet. Now, if they bumped their 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 release date, yeah, I think it was related to Aliens Extraction. One hundred percent. Yes, yes. I think that they were worried, right? Snow clapped back in her latest video. I guess the chick got mad and reported it. I just thought she uploaded a video that was a little, you know, spicy because somebody was being judgy and she was like, oh, you're going to be judgy? Okay, well, take a look at this. I didn't think, she, did she did she verbally say, was she nasty and say stuff? I thought she just clapped back with like a, a spicy video to be like, you're going to be judgy. We'll check this action out. You know what I'm saying? Give me three months, and I'll make an OnlyFans just for you. Okay. Okay. All right. (laughs) The world is upside down when Snow has an OnlyFans, and I'm asking for special treatment from Hex. You know what I'm saying? The world's upside down. Snow's like, what am I, chopped liver? (laughs) I'm like, you gotta gotta give me, you gotta give me the real goods here. Let me see, let me see Hex. She didn't say anything? That's so weird. That sounds like I don't know. That's I don't know. Maybe they're running into trouble over there and they're being a little bit maybe they're being a little a little quick to pull the trigger on bands or something. I don't know. That's that's I don't know. That seems really weird. Sorry to be off topic, but my first PlayStation is a PS5. What game should I play first? Oh, 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 oh you beautiful, beautiful person. So you just got a PlayStation 5. What should you play first? Oh chat. Chat, we need to be so careful here. This is so delicate. This is so delicate, right? We, we, no, you can't start with Ratchet. No, Eugene, that is a mistake. Absolutely not. Do not start with Ratchet. No, absolutely not. You need to start with something more like God of War with its uptick in graphics or maybe, uh... Spider-Man Remastered, you know? If he starts with Ratchet, Eugene, there's nothing! There's nothing at that level, Eugene! It will be... Nothing will taste as good. Nothing will seem as bright. You are ruining this poor young man or woman if you tell them to start with Ratchet and Clank. You're crazy. Ghost of Tsushima... Uh, Spider-Man Remastered, God of War with its uptick in graphics. If they start with Ratchet, every, the world will seem bland in comparison. <laughs> Trust me, don't listen to Eugene. Do not start with Ratchet. It's too good. It's too good. I would play through all the remasters. I would play through Spider-Man Remastered. I would play through God of War with its uptick. I would play through Ghost of Tsushima with its uptick beautiful games wonderful games I would save Ratchet oh my gosh I would save Ratchet 
That's a spicy meatball. You can't start there. You got to save that. Uh, underscore. Uh, talking about easy mode in Elden Ring. Here's another question. If you're here and you want to take part in the Q&A session, you got to be a member. You can click join. We have paid members from uh, starting at $5 a month. It enables you to take part in these live Q&A sessions. It also gives you a badge emotes in the chat uh, as well as well as uh, the Discord. Thank you for being here. You can also vote in our poll or talk in our chat if you subscribe. Subscribing is free. You have to wait one minute after subscribing if you want to talk. The easy mode came up in part due to reviewers. My question is, why should we trust people who don't have the skills to finish a game? If a car seller doesn't know cars, would you ask him for simpler cars? Right. Right, right, right. Like, this is this is actually a really, really good point. Like, somebody brought this up a little bit ago. Like, are you really going to take a review seriously from somebody who beat it on easy? You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, I, I wanted to beat it really fast, so they throw it on story mode. Like, Ratchet and Clank were, you know, Rift Apart is a great example of this. That game has really, really great combat, actually has, I would say, a lot of depth in its combat systems. It's a beautiful game. Very, very fun and very, very satisfying. And let me tell you something. If if somebody does a review of Ratchet and Clank and they threw it on the story mode, you can't die, this is what my children play it on, and they write a review, brother, I'm not putting much stock in that review. I'm not putting much stock in that review. They didn't really play the game. They button mashed their way through so they could they could slam out a review. You've you've not even really touched the game. You know? You've not you've not really touched the game. You know? Um finally out of the hospital from Sunday. Have y'all been? Notice the new logo? Love it. Thank you, Sorcerer of Havoc. Are you okay? Why are we in the hospital? Um So Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Next question from Legend Status. Regarding Elden Ring, is there ever a point where consumer desire should outweigh dev pride? Is it an economic factor or should artistic integrity trump everything else? It's a mix of both, okay? It's a mix of both, Legend. And let me let me explain what I mean. If they just completely ignored consumer feedback and consumer opinion and just kept making games that no one bought, right? Like, let's say some company wants to make the world's hardest side-scroller, and the first boss just keeps one-tapping anybody who plays it, okay? And it ends up being a commercial disaster, and they make no money. And then, they want to make another one, and they make it, you know, a new game, and they do it again. You would get to a point where you would say, you're not making any money. You don't have a fan base. You don't have a following. You have a small cult rabble that thinks these games are amazing. But, but, but for the most part, oh, the, but for the most part, they're like, I, <laughs> it's not a commercial success. In this situation with From Software, you can't argue that they haven't been, it's, they're not a commercial success. They've influenced and, and have spurred on and inspired an entire genre of games. Souls-esque games. There are games like, you know, Blasphemous and Salt and Sanctuary. They're side-scrollers. And yet, they are, at their heart and, ha-ha-ha, at their soul, they're Souls games, right? So, I, I, I just, I don't think, 
I don't think in this in this situation you can't say economic factor. Man, you guys are you guys are making a bunch of blunders here. No, they they have a very loyal following. Elden Ring blew up Twitter and the internet when they finally debuted their trailer. Do you want to know why? They've earned a massive amount of respect and a massive following. Sekiro won how many awards? You know, we all forget the devs are Japanese and they have different views on what gaming should be, different cultures. Yeah, that's exactly right. That's exactly right. We also have to consider there's not that Western mentality, that that Western economist that's like, you either maximize sales or you're a failure. Well, that Western economist is in the corner saying that and a Japanese developer is like, that's not, that's not, that's, that's part of our goal, but that's not an ultimate goal that overrides decisions and overrides, um, overrides our, 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 our aims and our, and our, what we set out to do. It's not, it's not, it's not going to be as you're calling it a, a trump card. It's not going to, we're not, we're not doing that. We're not falling into that, uh, that lane as, as rigidly as someone else might, right? Borderlands 3 crossplay update and the Revengeance of Revenge of the Cartels event is now available. Uh, so I just got an email about that. They just pushed that live. I come back. Uh, someone's asking for cereal in the chat. What's your favorite cereal? Um, I'm trying to think. It's not clickbait hate comments in the evening, Jim. Uh, I got a really good memory. Heads up, guys. Steam sale coming today. Nice. Nice. So, this this is a tension. Sure, there is a tension here where they need to make profit. They need to be, like, profitable. They need to be profitable to continue going and making more games and keeping the lights on. Sure. But they're not going to say, well, we got it. We got to create these inroads of accessibility. You also have to understand something. At this stage of the game, if they did that, they run the risk of losing a lot of sales. You run the risk of losing lots of sales. Because people be like, well, that's not Souls. That's not a Souls game. That's not a From Software game. The Souls, according to Wheezy here, the Souls franchise has multiple games of the year award winners. The franchise has sold 30 million copies, almost. They have a huge base. Yeah, that's right. They have a massive, massive base. They do. And the the fact of the matter is, we talk about this all the time, by the way. Okay? We talked about this all the time in Destiny. We said, if you change the game or the game mode too much to try to win over new fans, you might not even win them over to begin with. And then, the people that did like the game, we talked about this all the time with Gambit. I would say, if you change the core fundamentals of Gambit too much, you're going to risk losing the people that like it and play every day, hoping to get new fans, okay? Let's apply that logic to Elden Ring. You could potentially offer difficulty settings and get new people to buy your game at the risk of losing longtime fans and those new fans boot up the game and they're like, yeah, I still don't like it. I still don't like it. It's it's not a game, it's not a game cut from cloth that I enjoy wearing. It, it's 
it's it's still kind of itchy and kind of scratchy. I don't like this game. It's not made for me. And now you have diluted your identity, lost loyalists, and didn't gain new people to replace them. We're running into this right now with the channel, aren't we? Aren't we? I've completely changed the entire format of the show. We had to completely change what we cover and what we talk about. So what happened? We're, we're, we lost, we're losing consistently every day. Tons of people that come in and are like, well, he's not covering Destiny, so I'm out. I have to, I, I'm doing that. I'm losing the loyalists, the fan base that were only there for that in the hopes that the new people start to outweigh. And it's happening. We're, we're, we're getting new people in to the new format and the new show. But boy, oh boy, is that risky. Right? Boy, oh boy, is that risky. You do that with a Souls game, and man, oh man, you, you, you've got this long-standing history, this long-standing fan base that will potentially be like, I don't want to play that then. It's not the same. Well, and people would be like, well, how does that matter, and this and that, and blah, blah, blah. Why does it matter to your experience if somebody else can play it? And it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. You have fundamentally changed the game and what the game is about. Part of the allure of the game is that everyone's on an equal playing field. I beat it. I'm better than you. Right. Like, you beat it. You beat it first. You beat it in a challenge. You beat it, you know, you, you beat the game with a stick instead of a sword. Like, whatever it is that you do to challenge yourself, right? This is, this is a common, common tension in game identity discussions. Common, common problem. If you shift, if you shift your focus too much, hoping to pull in new people, they still, they still might be like, I don't like the game. And guess what happens when you shifted your focus over here? These people that you sort of turned your focus away from, maybe they don't buy your game. Maybe they lose their confidence in, in, in your ability to make a game for them. You're losing fans hoping to gain, and you, you, you lose more than you gain. You know what I mean? It happens all the time. Zinthos. Do you see the bad launch of Anthem having a negative impact on Dragon Age 4, uh, the initial success of Dragon Age 4? Uh, th- this is related to a question from Ashen, so I'm going to combine your question, Zinthos, with Ashen's question, if that's okay. Okay? So, because I believe they're very related. Ashen says... Wasn't Dragon Age 4 originally going to be a live service? If so, why do you think they took a big turn away from it? This is heavily related to what exactly was just outlined in the, next, in the, in the previous question. I'm telling you right now, Anthem falling on its face, brother, they went back to the drawing board and they were like, okay, why don't we stick to what we're good at? <laughs> Let's take... Dragon Age Inquisition and just improve in every, you know, every aspect of it. Let's make a great successor to the Dragon Age franchise. Instead of trying to turn Dragon Age into something else, which holy moly, we just landed that plane. Look how closely related that discussion is to the discussion we've been having just a second ago. If you completely and utterly change your identity or you leave behind your core competencies, you run the risk of really, really hurting your game. 
and if Dragon Age 4 launched with all these attempts to bake in live service, it was going to run the risk of doing what Anthem did. And they're like, you know what? Let's just make another great Dragon Dragon Age. Let's come on, let's go back to the drawing board. Let's just make a great Dragon Age. We're going to we're going to lose that audience that's looking for another great Dragon Age. They're going to buy it and be like, "What is all this live service crap?" You know what I mean? What is all this? Why is this in here? An easy mode for casuals. What does that take away from you playing it hard and getting better? Because I'm again, again, King Arthur, again, this discussion bakes like this discussion boils down to these games became popular because they are unapologetically their own thing. And easy mode is a dilution of that. If you can't wrap your head around that and you want to turn it into this, well, you're being an egotistical gatekeeper. No. No. They're a fan of this thing here. Unapologetically just kicking you square in the teeth and that's the game. Suck it up. And that made people fall in love with the game. They've fallen in love with the franchise because they know every single time there's no way out. There's no shortcut. There's no easy mode. I have to beat this. Me. And the minute you sneak in an easy mode, well, it doesn't do anything to your experience. Yeah, it does. The product itself has been changed. The product itself has been changed. You can say, oh, but me playing it on easy doesn't affect you. And to one to one degree, you can be correct in saying that. But on another hand, you're completely and utterly wrong. They've changed the product. It's not the same. It's a different game. It's a different product. All that all that uniqueness and that that unapologetic, like just we're here, we're tough, we're not making any bones about it. This is our game. That all goes away if you start adding in easy modes. It's not the same game anymore. You know? It does dilute the boss fights from what the devs mean them to be. Exactly, that's right. It does. Now, somebody said earlier, oh, well, there's New Game Plus. That makes the whole point moot because you can make it harder. No, no. Now, if there was no New Game Plus... That would make the argument against easy mode stronger, but the absence of new game plus does, I'm sorry, but the addition of new game plus doesn't give you a stronger argument for easy mode. If anything, it, it, it doesn't really give you any room. It's like, nope, here's the starting point. And if you get really, really good and you feel like you want to make it harder, you can make it harder. But this is the starting point. You're saying adding an easy mode changes the other modes? No, it doesn't change the other modes. It changes the game. It changes the product. Uh, think of it this way, Hilly. Think of it this way. If I develop a handheld chess game, and it's called Chess Master 1000, and I say, I am selling this to people who want to get better at chess by playing against an algorithmic learning chess master. Here you go. And you're like, can I have an easy mode? I would like to get eased into chess. I would say, that's not the product that I'm selling. Why? I am selling a product for people looking for 
a Chessmaster 1000 learning computer algorithmic on the fly Chessmaster so that you have to re- I mean you are going to lose a lot if you get this product it is not designed for people looking to ease their way into chess and you would say well you would sell a lot more if you did that and I would be like maybe maybe not maybe my development costs are lower because I designed something that was in a narrow scope and it got to stay in this lane of learning chess master instead of all this extra code of like easy modes or or you know skill curves that are slower that would take more development time which inevitably would affect my profit margin so from software developing fights that can scale down to easy medium hard and then and then new game plus and beyond that would require more development hours which would then eat into their profit margin which they might not make back that profit because they might not actually sell more titles by doing so they might inevitably sell less titles why because they're known for a game that's like boom it's chess master 1000 this is it no easy mode come and beat it that's the product and if you're like well I won't buy it then I'd be like I didn't I didn't set my sights on you I set my sights on people wanting to play a chess master that's my target audience and someone might say well that's ridiculous that's ridiculous you're gonna sell less why would you do that you're not gonna sell nearly as many and from software is looking at you know close to 30 million franchise sales and a bunch of game awards and they're like yeah we're just fine with that that's okay we're just fine with that that we, that's that's okay that's not that's not a problem for us because their goals and their aims are not lining up with what you're asking of them listen rare did the same thing with sea of thieves for three years people have asked for pve only servers and what is rare said no right they'll say no I'm like no we don't want to do it that's not what we're, that's not that's not what we want Sea of Thieves to be and you know what people like me have said okay I won't play then and I and I didn't played a couple of times with Hilly had a good time but the the PvP elements man it soured a couple of our nights pretty significantly you know Dave with a $3 tip. New here, enjoying the daily radio show format. I appreciate that, Dave. Thank you. A lot of new folks came in today and joined in the discussion. It was really enjoyable. So, let me go back up to ADJC's question here. Do you think that Aliens Fireteam will lose players compared to an ongoing game like Rainbow Six Siege? Uh, or what well, extraction wouldn't uh, Aliens Fireteam bring in more people since it's newer title and more interesting gameplay? It actually is is it's it's a bit of both AD because there are people that are automatically going to jump into Rainbow Six Extraction because they're already a fan of Rainbow Six, like an established fan base that understands the movement, the guns, and they love that game. They're going to immediately jump in. Aliens Fire Team Elite is going to be a question mark for a lot of people. They're going to be like, I don't know if it's any good. I don't know if it's fun. What are the reviewers saying? Is it good? Is it fun? You see, like that can hurt sales sometimes. And I think that's one of the reasons they're launching before because they didn't want those comparisons to hurt because Rainbow Six is super polished engine, super polished sandbox, you know? I don't know. East Coast Overlord, what time frame do you think Sony is looking to put out their exclusives on PC? They have not even indicated a time frame here. I would imagine if it's if it's aimed at PS5, 
it's going to be no shorter than 12 months because they really, really need PS5 saturations to, to get very, very high. Now, I don't think Ratchet and Clank can ever come to PC because of what they do with the data controller and the SSD. Okay? So, let's look at Horizon Forbidden West. Since Horizon Forbidden West is launching on both PlayStation 4 and 5, I would say anywhere from 12 to 18 months. Nothing shorter than that. There's no way it's ever going to happen shorter than 12 months. I don't think it would happen longer than 18, so it's somewhere in that window. 12 to 18 months later. Okay? Now, if it's a PS5-only title, like Returnal, I think Returnal could come to PC eventually. I do. Because Metro Exodus just recently got haptic PlayStation controller feedback update for PC. So they could go in to a Returnal PC port and make it work with the Sony controller and then that would drive you to buy Sony hardware which works and then they make money on the game sale as well so they're getting to kind of hit you both ways there. Returnal likely ain't gonna hit PC I wouldn't think less than 18 months. There's no way. There's just no way because they, they don't, the, the PC, PS5 saturation rates need to hit a really really high number before they want to do that because they want to maximize how many Returnal purchases they can get on the product and on the platform where it was intended. They've indicated they will not co-develop and hurt the quality of initial release. Yeah, it's always going to be a port after the fact. That's exactly right. It's always going to be a port after the fact. And they don't want to hurt that feeling of like, you need a PlayStation to play this game. They don't want to hurt that. That's part of their marketing. That's part of their their push and their, and their, their pull as a platform. That's part of it. So... PS5 only games are going to be longer. If for Horizon Forbidden West and God of War Ragnarok, I would say I would say 12 to 14 months. I wouldn't put it much longer than a year. I think a year later they kick it to PC and make money on it. You wait too long and it's not going to sell very well on PC. People are like that game's old news. Now, to be fair, <laughs> that's not necessarily true either. Cuz when Ghost of Tsushima comes to PC, which I believe that it will, ooh that thing's going to dominate the sales market for a little while, because that game is special. That game is very special. That game coming to PC, boy, oh boy, they better port that thing well, or I will be very unhappy. I'll be very unhappy. Windows 11, the best Windows ever for gaming? I hope that Windows 11 launches and gets rid of micro stutters and OBS. That's all I really freaking care about. That's all I really freaking care about. For 20 bucks, the gold edition is a steal. Yeah. My biggest concern, my biggest concern for Ghost of Tsushima port is that it, it, if it doesn't run well, Horizon Zero Dawn's port is still not very good. It's still not very good. It's got issues. It's, it's got issues. It, 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 it's, it's better and it looks good. But man, oh man, Ghost of Tsushima is just... That's a work of art, man. You better be very, very careful with it. You better be very careful with Ghost of Tsushima. (laughs) I'll be ticked if they port that poorly. I will be very, very angry if they've jacked that one up. I'll be ticked. Ghost is so good at... Yeah, it really is. It is so beautiful. It's awesome. Um, um, 
Yeah, I'm gonna have to plug this controller in. Uh. Hundred percent. The Bad Horizon port's the only reason I dismiss it, and I love that game. Yeah. Oh, I got some cantaloupe. It's Tushima. No one says that in any of the reviews, and so we all say everyone says Tsushima. Tushima. Okay, all those videos are uploaded. Ghost of Tsushima. Accent the beginning. Ghost of Tsushima. Ghost of Tsushima. Oh, is Mario Golf tomorrow? Really? Yeah, EA got us on that trailer, on the Dragon Age trailer. Some ancient trailer. They're going to try and copyright claim it. follows other Japanese word loose like tsunami yeah it's not to tsunami it's tsunami it's a hard it's like a real hard s isn't it supposed to be like a hard s that's isn't that kind of what you're supposed to do with the windowed full screen okay camera camera shake no off <clears throat> um performance do they do anything with oh they do motion blur intensity golly the T is to add emphasis to the S Time for Japanese with Lono? No, no. Um, I I do have a um, I do have a friend who's Korean, and um, he he went by like his last name. He would go by like his last name, and I was like, no, I'm gonna learn your first name. I'm gonna learn how to pronounce it. 
like this is not his last name but imagine his last name was Wong he was like oh everybody just calls me Wong I'm like no that's your last name I'm not going to call you that what's your first name Yeah, for those of you that are wanting to see the pain, we are playing Dark Alliance very shortly. Is that a cultural thing? I have found with Asian persons that have come to America and they learn English, they're very apologetic about how their English is bad, which generally their English is better than ours. Their their Korean... They actually speak English better than most people I know because they, they've studied it and they've learned it, right? But they also seem to be very accommodating. Like, they don't want you to feel bad about saying their name wrong, so they're like, well, just call me Bill. And it's like, what? No. I, like, I told him, I was like, no, I am going to learn how to say your name and I'm going to call you by your name. It, I think names are important. And he was actually very appreciative of it. Like it, it, it like it kind of made his day that like not only did I say that, but the next time I saw him, I remembered his name. Like it was, it kind of put it put some pep in his step. You know, that's just something I've noticed in interacting with. I've interacted with uh, Vietnamese, Korean, uh, Japanese, and Chinese, and they're oh, they they seem to very very much be like, oh, you can just call me what this, and I'm just like I can I can figure it out. I can attest that Lonely always goes out of his way to try to remember my name. Yeah. I tried to remember that with, um, yeah, I kept calling you Cage or whatever, but it's Kaganeko and then it's Takeshi. No, no, no. Takeshi's castle's wrong. That's how I remember it. It's Takashi. 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 And then it's Kaganeko as opposed to whatever I used to call you. I always remember that it's not Takeshi because Takeshi's castle. That's wrong. It's Takashi. I know in Japan, you call people by their last name if you don't know them very well. It's a sign of friendship to call someone by their first name. So that may be why. No, he always has said that he's like, 
Americans just have a really hard time with my first name, so you can just call me. And in this case, I'm not using his real name, but let's just imagine his last name was Wong. He'd be like, oh, just call me Wong. And I'm like, that's that's not your name. Did I miss the branding explanation? No, let me do that. Let me do that. Let me do that for you. Uh, Where is it? Is it there? There we go. Let me explain what we're doing with the branding to you guys. Because usually by the time we get to this point in the show, it's mostly loyalists. We're getting ready to play Dark Alliance. Listen, I know the reviews have been bad. We're going to play it for an hour, maybe two. Uh, and then we do have a, um, we do have a, uh, a play session scheduled for gaming today as well. Spider-Man Remastered was a viewer request, so we're doing two play sessions. Takeshi's Castle is named after Beat Takeshi, a famous Japanese actor, his program. Oh, really? Hmm. Okay, so if you guys aren't familiar with the fact that we run, like, multiple channels, we have SNTR Gaming, and it has that joystick. And then we have SNTR Shorts, which is, like, a little, like, podcast logo with, like, a lightning bolt in it. So it's almost like piecemeal podcast content. Like, that's what the logo is supposed to communicate, right? And the microphone is meant to sort of embody the network, right? It harkens back to network television logos like NBC, but it's a microphone, and it's got that old-timey radio feel, okay? So SNTR Network is sort of the umbrella that houses all of these shows, And to me, it felt weird to have SNTR Gaming, SNTR Shorts, and then this channel was like some weird hybrid of like, it's Say No to Rage, but it's really not anymore. Like, all we do on the channel is SNTR Presents. So, we changed the name of the show and the channel a while ago to SNTR Presents because it just made sense. Now, we switched it back to Say No to Rage because obviously we were trending a couple of months ago because everybody was making videos about me and coming to my defense, so everyone was looking for Say No to Rage. But then as time went on, it just didn't seem like it fit. It was like I was making videos and telling people, hey, come over and watch us on SNTR Presents. You're watching SNTR Shorts or, hey, come hang out on SNTR Gaming. And all of this is under the SNTR Network, right? So the name change made sense. Well, once we changed the name, it was like, what's the stop sign in the R mean then anymore? It doesn't mean anything. I, I don't go, I never went by Say No to Rage. I always went by Lono. I always branded my segments, whether it was SNTR Presents, The Rageous Roundtable, Split Screen, um, uh, Unfiltered Contrast. I always branded my segments. Well, the segment became the show. 
like SNTR Presents became the show. Like it was a branded segment, and now that's literally what this channel is. So it was like, well, the R doesn't really line up anymore. What is SNTR Presents? Well, it's me. Like it branding it around me makes the most sense. If you come here Monday through Friday on this channel, you're getting me. You're getting interactivity with me, a debate, a poll, a Q&A. You're interacting with me. So, Creature and I started playing around with the idea of what if the logo was essentially branded to look and represent me instead of like a generic thing. Like, we looked at a couple of different things. We looked at different like microphones. We looked at different headphones. And I just didn't like any of it. And then he threw, he threw some of these, these elements my way. And I was like, oh, I like that. I was like, that actually kind of plays. At first, I didn't. And then it kind of grew on me. So now when you look at the various channels, you've got the joystick, you've got me, and then you've got like the little lightning bolt logo for shorts, and this all falls under the network. No, I'm not dyeing my hair that color. That color, if you guys notice, the colors of the logos, they all pull from the colors on the microphone. We use red here, green on gaming, we use blue and yellow on shorts, and here, obviously red, red was, red was, red and white, that was the famous logo, you know, color scheme. So we, we, we retain the color scheme, and yet the logo is now branded around me. Um, yeah. Okay. So, and the reason we went with red over the other colors is the other colors just don't make sense. Like, re- like green and blue wouldn't make any sense, plus they're already being used on the other channels. And yellow, like, I don't have blonde hair. That's clearly not my hair color. It's a, it's a, it's a comic, almost iconic representation of my hair, you know? Um, so, that's why we made the change. So, everything falls under that branding. Everything has its own show now. Everything has its own place. And I really, really like it. I do. I, I like. I'm glad you guys liked it, because I liked the logo so much. And I told Creature, I was like, I slapped this together while talking to him, and I was like, I'm telling you, it's that joystick effect. It's that simple first take. You know, when you put on a pair of shoes, and the first pair you put on, you're like, yeah, these are the shoes. That just happens sometimes. The the joystick was that. It, the joystick was a placeholder, and I was like. You know what? That joystick is just good. It's just a good logo. It just stuck. It just stayed. And this 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 had a similar effect. It was like it's just a good first take, man. I just like it. It looks good. And I couldn't see it any other way. When you grow it out, you have to change your logo. Oh, I don't think I'll ever be growing my hair out again. I just I don't like having a I don't like having long hair like I used to. I saw it yesterday on Facebook and was instantly drawn to it. I appreciate that. How much do we have to donate to get your hair that color? I want to say a thousand members, but I've never dyed my hair, so I don't think I want to start. (laughs) A thousand members. I'll say that, and then they'll launch gifted members, and you guys will do it in like an afternoon, and I'll be like, oh, frick. (laughs) I'm like, oh, frick. It's great branding. Thank you. My mindset on it was simple. If you show up and you dig what we're doing here and then you see this logo elsewhere, you're like, oh, I remember that guy. Yeah, I remember that guy. He's got the Johnny Bravo, Jimmy Neutron hair and the glasses. You know, people make jokes about Johnny Bravo and Jimmy Neutron and I don't care. It doesn't hurt my feelings. It's 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 an iconic, you know, foopy, foopy, swoopy pompadour, right? You know, you're going to see that logo. I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that guy. I remember that guy covering E3. 
an an R, you know, and a stop sign. I liked my logo, but it was so divorced from what we did, didn't make any sense. You know what I mean? There are temporary dies. Always like watching your videos. Uh, glad you're able to bounce back. Thank you. Thank you. So I like it. I was really worried. I, I honestly thought, I told Creature, I was like, I like this so much. I'm going to take it personal. People don't like it. Like, I thought people were going to be, you know, like, we miss the R or we miss the old branding or I don't like, like, nobody has been critical. Everybody has been positive, which I got to tell you, usually when you launch a new logo or a rebrand, people are very critical. <laughs> People are very critical. And this time around, I, I don't know. I told a creature, I think, just sent me a DM a little bit ago. He's like, I can't believe everybody's being so positive. Because usually, that's not the way that it's been in the past. Anytime I did a, a rebrand or change things, people were always kind of like, yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> it doesn't look as good as the other one. And this time around, I was like, no, that's hot. So, it fits you. Thank you. Thank you. I like it. I like it. I, uh, I think it's just part of our it's part of our rebirth, you know? It's part of our rebirth. Chopped the hair, restructured all of the content. We're doing content in a way I never would have imagined doing it, and I love it. It's all within my vision of segmented content. Planned, segmented content, and I love it. It just, it feels right. It feels like this is what we're supposed to be doing. Um, so. Most of that crowd isn't here anymore, too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> The sideline criticizers kind of took a walk. <laughs> yeah, they did. They did. Loving the content regardless. I appreciate it. I'm glad I got the old logo when the when the when the hoodie came out. Dude, I don't know, man. We slapped that on a shirt and some hoodies. That kind of plays. I don't know. I think it plays. <laughs> I think it plays. I think it looks good. The new, the new logo is you. We love you. We're Kool-Aid drinking loyalists. <laughs> I miss the I miss the hair, but oh boy, you look good. I appreciate that. Thank you, UK Stobbs. We'll get some new merch. We'll get some new merch. You guys will like it. We've already got merch with the microphone and the joystick. So, um, all right. So here's what's gonna happen. Here's what's going to happen. Let me make sure that this video is set up for this. It should be. It should be. It is. It's set up for this. Okay, here's what's going to happen. This, uh, this video, uh, this video, um, is going to put you into another video, alright? This is just something that we do. We do a talk show in the morning and gameplay in the afternoon. And listen, I get it. Everyone's hating on Dark Alliance. We're gonna play it. We got a code. Obviously, we're gonna probably kind of play it for the lulls, and we're gonna laugh. And and this this video should put you in, in the Dark Alliance gameplay video. If it doesn't, if it doesn't, there's a link in chat that you can use, okay? There you go. I will end the poll and then I will pin that at the top, okay? So, I also have featured the video. I've also featured the video. So, if you're watching on a TV, you can go back to the main channel page. It'll be the featured video, okay? 
after Dark Alliance, we are going to head over to SNTR Gaming for Spider-Man Remastered. It was a viewer request. I cannot wait to play that game remastered. I loved it when I originally played it at 30 FPS. Thrilled to see it remastered, okay? I will see you guys over for some Dark Alliance. Listen, come with me. Just come hang out for 30 minutes. It's a huge help. You don't got to watch for very long, all right? Come chill for 30 minutes and laugh and have a good time with us, okay? All right? And hey, come over to gaming too in a couple of hours. Just just spend the rest of your afternoon with us. We have a good time, okay? You don't need the talk show and the Q&A and the, and the polls. Let's just have some fun, all right? I'll see you guys over there.